Hi, I'm Neil Ronahan, and welcome to NWR Newscast, episode 28. I'm your host for this evening, or afternoon, or morning, or whatever you're listening to the show. And with me, as per usual, we got uh, the sickest of the sick. Uh, he's on fire, Andy Gergen. What's up, everyone? My voice is fucked. Explicit tag. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, we also have, um, acrobatting it up, that's uh, Zach Miller over in Alaska. <laughs> And Nate, who, and we also have Nathan Mustafa, who is still playing Etrian Odyssey and likely is playing it as we speak. Blah. And, <laughs> and correct. Blah. Yes, and, uh, I'm, uh, as I said, I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and uh, I'm just going to take this time right here to remind everyone that this is Game Club Week. Uh, Shantae's Risky, Shantae Risky's Revenge, we'll be talking about that at the end of the show after the credits, because... Some people like it that way. Uh, hopefully you played it. It's a pretty damn good game. Um, yeah. Also, I haven't done this at all yet, and I'm going to do it now. I'm going to pimp my wares, and that's uh, I'm a freelance writer at 1up.com currently. I had an article on Virtual Boy and 3DS that went up a couple weeks ago. And um, tonight, I, after this podcast, I will be finishing up my latest piece with 1up, which is about the, uh, the origins of Kirby and how it affected Nintendo and HAL Lab and their development. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Hitting the big, big time. Shit. Yep. And I got another piece in the works, too, but uh, I'll talk about that. That should probably be up next episode. So, yay! Yay! And uh, without further ado, let's go right into what you're reviewing. And we got um, Andy with NBA Jam, which, uh, as we all know, is actually coming to Xbox 360 as well, but or Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 as well. But... We yeah, the uh, exclusively for the next couple months. So let's, the, let's the former, the former Wii exclusive NBA Jam. Yeah, I got this. Um, I got this late last week, and I didn't have as much time as I would have liked uh, to play it over the weekend. But I've put I've put a little bit of time into it now, and I guess my my thoughts on this game is, and I know you and I deal or uh, differ on this, Neil. Um, but I kind of feel like the game feels like it was made by two different teams, and I guess what I mean by that is. The core game, the NBA Jam game that everyone's been looking forward to playing, it's really good. Like, they nailed it. So I mean, good. It, it is exactly like you remember NBA Jam, only better, because chances are if you went back and played NBA Jam from the mid-90s, you'd be like, this kind of sucks now. Um, no, well, I, I can refute that, because I was actually playing the Super Nintendo version of NBA Jam with a couple friends over the summer. It still fucking rules. Does it? Well, fair enough. But you, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Like, yeah. Oftentimes, when you go back and play a retro game, you find that it wasn't doesn't quite hold up like you'd think. And yep. more often than not, when you're trying to remake a game like NBA Jam, sort of from that time area, that time frame, you're not trying to make it authentically like it was then. You're trying to make it feel like you felt when you were playing it then. Yep. Um, you basically need to recreate the basic frame of the game and then modernize it in all the subtle and transparent areas. Know what I mean? Um, and they 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 did that. They nailed it. Like it's it's fast. I, agree. I think it's probably faster, considerably faster, maybe even than the original NBA Jam. Um, it's just so quick paced, um, and they have lots of cool content. Like the remix modes are pretty fun. There's some cool power ups, like um, Rubber Man, which I, I think I haven't really figured this out for sure yet. But I think Rubber Man makes your uh, makes you steal better. I think. Uh, yeah, and then and I know the, the the red one, like power, makes you right. bigger. I don't know. Like that's that was actually. I mean, kind of a minor complaint, but the power-ups in the, I guess it's the remix mode versus mode, 
it's like they just kind of pop up randomly, and I feel like the computer always knows exactly where they are, and you're kind of scrambling to be like, oh shit, there's a power-up, where is it? I haven't really had any problems like that. I guess one thing that was interesting, in the very last game that I played before I turned it off before the podcast, um, I wasn't really paying attention during the loading screen, which, by the way, has frozen on me three times. Um, I've, I've had no problems with that. I've had problems with, with uh, Lego Harry Potter freezing as well when I reviewed that, and I don't know if I should blame my Wii or what, because as mentioned a couple episodes ago on this podcast, my Wii has been kind of acting up lately, but not usually in-game. But anyway, um, I wasn't paying attention to the loading screen the last time that I played, and what I found was that um, the, the mini power-up, the one that shrinks your players, was applied permanently throughout the entire game. And I have no idea oh, why. Wow. Yeah, it was so we played an entire game of two-on-two, as half sized, and then That's one of the really one funny. of the one of the opponents got another mini power up and got even smaller. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but it's I, think I mean, it's like I, I want to say like there's a mode like that somewhere in it. But I, I maybe that was I, it. I mean, I've basically just been going through the campaign and remix mode. Yeah, that time I put a couple hours into it, but that there's a lot of content in there as far as like you you, you know you have to play every every team in the league in the campaign, and then they have all the super teams and then the remix mode. There's what for every team in the league there are three different three matchups yeah some of them are best but and I spent battles. yeah I spent most of my time in the game so far in the remix tour which like you said it's you take every team in the NBA and you play three matches against them using some variant on uh, funny rules like 21 or uh, dunking contests where you have to break the backboard before they do and most of those are pretty cool except for there's only about so so far what I found there's only about five or six different games and you're playing yeah, every team three times I guess yeah let, let's just uh I guess list these out there's a remix versus which is the one that we were talking about with the power-ups right there is domination mode where um it's like king of the hill following this game yeah they have like the uh like the half court version of it where it's kind of like you're viewing it from the other basket and then you mm. see the half court there and domination mode is where there's five different points on the court that you take shots from there and then you want to try to keep those spots yours. They'll eventually run out and you're trying to yeah. get to a hundred points. And depending on how long you have them, you get so many points. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Also in the half court thing, there's 21 where it's uh, you and two other players and you compete to try to get, you know, 21 points. Um, what am I missing? There's Smash, which is the dunking contest where you're playing a regular 2v2 game, mm-hmm. and the whole objective is to break the backboard. Well, and then there's and... the boss battle mode, too, where you take you do some sort of a specialized um, match against a legend from that team. But once again, we've, yeah. we've listed about six different modes, and you play every team three times, which means so once you've played through 90, about... 90 or so? Yeah, 90 different, 90 different matches where you're playing one of the same six modes over and over and over yeah. again. And it's really good, but it just there's not there's not as much variety. Like, I'm at a point in Remix Tour where I'm just looking at it and I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to play that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in the classic campaign, it's the same thing. It's two versus two, yeah. and you play it a lot. And that it's sort of... It's really good, though, but it's just there's... It's really good, but it's 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 the same two to five minutes of gameplay over and over and over again. And I want to say that kind of leads into what I was saying earlier. It feels like it was made by two development teams because that leads into my complaints about the game. And they are fairly fairly nitpicky, but I have a lot of them, and it's driving me crazy. First, the original NBA Jam had a tag mode where you could – once you pass the ball to the other player on your team, you controlled that player. Wh- whoever you controlled is whoever had the ball. That mode's not in this game, and I never played with that mode off before. The funny thing is that, like, I, I mean, 
I, I totally believe you when you say it was in the console version back in the day, but I don't remember that at all. And I mean, well, I, I guess I mean, that's why, like, I came, I came into playing NBA Jam on Wii having, you know, played it at prior events and everything, and knowing how it how it played in that way. And that's how I remember NBA Jam. And well, like, I, guess I don't that's want why an it wasn't AI partner. Much of a big deal to me. I don't want an AI partner. Like, it's okay when I'm on offense and there's an AI partner running around for me to pass to. When I pass the ball, I want to control the guy that I pass to, like every other basketball game on the planet. It doesn't work yeah. that way in NBA Jam, which is how it worked in the arcades, to be fair, for NBA Jam back in the day, and, and how it was by default on the consoles. But I never played with that mode turned off when I played it before, and I'm really disappointed that they wouldn't bring it back because it seems like a natural option to me. But that's how, that's that's my first complaint. Second complaint, okay, if I'm playing a game that has multiple control options and I'm playing with one of the non-default control options, don't give me button presses with the default control option like on the screen, like prompts. or at least make it A, like yeah, of having like every I'm, single I'm time. Really confused. Every single time when you finish the game, it tells you to hit A to exit the game when you're done playing. But when you're playing with a classic controller, it's actually B. And it's irritating because you can't quit the game. And one time, not only did it do that, one time I accidentally like leaned on the Wii Remote in the, in the, in the couch next to me. And it passed control back to, the, back to the Wii Remote, which meant it wouldn't let me quit out of my game. Because it keeps all the control options open at the same time. So if you accidentally like hit a button on the Wii Remote with your, with your, with your fat ass while you're playing, then, you, then the classic controller like quits on you for a second. And it wouldn't let me quit out of my damn game. I had to go back to the That's Wii Remote to quit out. It's little things like this. The game literally feels like they spent forever, like 95% of the development time polishing the core product and then got like the C team to develop the package around it. <laughs> Almost like maybe they weren't sure what, what systems the game were going to come out on. So when they got the core product finished until they finalized the release schedule, they didn't develop the, the like interface for it. Like that's the way it feels to me. It, it, it drives me crazy. I don't, I don't like the idea that, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. I had one more complaint. Now I'm missing it. Um, I don't like the fact that when it gives me loading screens between between matches, it always defaults to the um, little, little like EA Sports does this all the time, where they show you the controller and say, "Did you know you could lift the controller up and slam it down to dunk?" Like in the middle of the loading screen, it always does that with with the Wii Remote. Yeah. And I, I don't play with the Wii Remote. Like it's functional. Wii Remote controls are fine. But this I, is a game banking on nostalgia. There's a reason Punch-Out! went with, went with NES-style controls by default, because that's the way everyone wants to play it. It's almost yeah. like classic controller, control, classic controller mode was an afterthought, and that's dumb. Oh, that's my other big complaint. There's no customization on controls. I want to hit the right trigger for Turbo, because that's the way I remember playing it on the consoles. I'm pretty sure on the consoles, either trigger was, was Turbo, but it's not. Yeah, it's it's only left right trigger. trigger. Yeah, and and in, in this game, it's only left trigger, and I can't change that. And it's such a small thing, but with a game that feels so lovingly created in most of most of it, why why are some of so many of these really obvious options not attended to? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. It it's really taking away from my appreciation of the core product, especially since the core product is very good, but heavily repeated for a long period of time. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. I'm. I have to say that, uh, well, I mean, just before we go on, I really hate the Wii Remote nunchuck controls. I, I think there's just no precision with the going up and going going down with, um, with you know, shooting. And I felt like it would kind of like, it would sometimes like there would be a delay in trying to do that. And I sure. found them 
I guess functional, just not if I wanted to be really good at the game, I couldn't use it. Well, to be fair, I only played one game with them, and then I switched to the classic controller pretty much yeah, immediately. Yeah, I, I think I was halfway through my second game where I was just like, well, fuck this, I can just use the classic controller. And you could also use the Wii Remote on its side, but, but I was looking at the control options yeah. for that. It's like the shit where it's like, hold B while doing a backflip with your right hand. Yeah, it's like the Blaster Master shit. that steal. It's a good option, but, I mean... It's like, it's like the Blaster Master shit where you had to hold on the B button to strafe. Well, yeah. you have to hold the B button down for turbo in this game, and they might as well just have a turbo always on button or something, considering how the, you almost never let it go while you're playing unless you want to steal the yep. ball. Um, yep. I guess I, I, I like the game. I'm probably going to review it pretty favorably. I'm not going to write the review until after the weekend because I have a little uh, arrangement set up with some friends of mine from out of town to come in, and we're going to play some two or two to four player, depending on how many of them show up, because this is the kind of game that i got to play multiplayer before I... Uh, yeah. Before yeah, I write I was, a review, uh, I was playing it with a couple of my friends um, last weekend, and it's it's a lot of fun with multiplayer. And I think yeah. that's where the last ability with the game is going to come in. Absolutely, and that's why it kind of sucks that there's no online. And um, I mean, I'm not really a huge online gamer, but for most people, if you're gonna if you want to play NBA Jam online and you have a 360 or PS3, just wait for that. But if you don't really care about that, if you just want the game now, go get the Wii version. It's it's a solid game despite our complaints. So, yeah, I mean, if you liked the game back in the day, and you're looking, you've been looking forward to this for a while, and you're not sure if you want to pick up the Wii version or wait, it all depends on if you like online play. But I can tell you that if you're not that concerned about options and modes and shit, just pick up the Wii version, you'll be fine. But if you kind of like, if, if you liked the tag mode, beware of that. I didn't see anybody write about that in the coverage I read about this game before it came out, and I'm, I'm surprised. I thought everyone played that way. I thought it was kind of like in the Mortal Kombat for, for uh, Genesis, how everyone turned the blood code on. I just assumed that was a thing that everyone did. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but anyway, that's all I got to say about NBA Jam. I'm hoping to have the review done uh, early next week after I have a chance to play some two, three, or four player this weekend. Word. All right, Zach, uh, lay us on some Arrow the Acrobat. All right. Um, this is for the Virtual Console, of course. Uh, and, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're we're bringing back VC recommendations. Yep, that's right. It's we already been first, it's already uh, been brought in. It's already been brought in. Yes. Yeah, uh, we had our first, I guess, like yeah, we're first it back revival. They're gonna I go guess, up. Andy, um, if you want to talk, or I can yeah, sure. This turn, you can correct me. Well, this, this is all like a uh, bad JRPG. <laughs> the first revival. The first revival. That's like the opposite of the last in, three. I think that's going to James right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually just got the review copy. I'm going to send it out to James tomorrow. Hope he already beat it. <laughs> yeah, so Neil had the um, had the patience to put together a spreadsheet of all the virtual console games we had not covered on the site. And so uh, we sat down and kind of went through the staff and figured out who owned what, and we decided to go ahead and bring back the VC recommendations. Um, I'm going to be putting them out bi-weekly, <clears throat> and they've already been assigned throughout the middle of January, so we've got it all planned as long as we can get all the – other recommendations written on time. You should see it every other Wednesday, uh, which is the day we record newscast. Not that that matters to anybody. Um, but <clears throat> the uh, first that, one went up last week, and it was be a nice replacement for Extra Life and Retro Revival. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think the VC recs are pretty easy to do because they don't really require like a ton of time. It's just a couple yeah. hours of playing the game, and and then. 15, 20 minutes to, to write up a couple of paragraphs about it. I mean, it. And there's always a lot of those games where we've played a lot before, and it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this game. This is fun. Yeah. How does it hold up now? And sneak preview of the next episode of Vir Virtual Console Recommendations, Super Star Wars sucks. <laughs> Back to you, Zach. Oh, okay.
Uh, Arrow the Acrobat is one of the last games that is released for the Virtual Console by Samsung. Actually, I mean, they, not, not to interrupt, but there's been kind of a steady of like one. Yeah, in, I mean, well, I like guess one as far week, as yeah. far as I look at it, which at this point, I look at this as um, episodes of newscasts as far as the Nintendo downloads. Yeah, we that's have true. one every episode. So I mean, it's not it's not dead in the water. It's it's coming back a little bit. So that's yeah, cool. I think well, Zach just meant it came out recently. When yeah, you guys yeah, who, yeah. who uh, listened to RFN last week know that uh, uh, Greg played uh, Fazanadu on the Japanese Virtual Console, and that gives me a lot of hope because I loved that game. I've probably beaten that game that like five, game. five or six times when I was a kid. I loved it. Wish I still had my copy of it because apparently now it's pretty rare. Didn't know that. Sold my NES oh, collection shit, years really? ago. Yeah, that's what that's what they're saying on How RFN. How much you want to buy my copy? Well, I, need, I need to buy an art. <laughs> I need to, need to buy an NES too because I sold that shit years ago. <laughs> but. What I'm saying is, if that game, and apparently it's been rated in Australia, which means there's a fairly decent chance it'll come out here too. So, Fazanadu, totally gonna play that shit. That might even be a game club game. I think that I think that game is fantastic. Right on. Anyway, you know, f- please. Funny story about Xanadu in Seattle. Uh, there's a comic shop downtown called Xanadu. It's a really great comic shop. And when I was at PAX 08, uh, I got sick eventually of PAX, so I went over to Xanadu. And I found uh, a cold cast statue of Brandy Carter from my favorite comic, Liberty Meadows, something I never thought I'd ever find. She was $200, but she was worth it. Uh, and that plane ride was not you're fun. You're referring to her like, you're referring to her like she's a real person. Like yes. you bought a statue of her and her statue exists. She was and totally like, worth like, it. Waving hi to you right now. It's like oh my God, story, she was man. she was so worth it. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> so so I got worth the it. Clap afterwards, I have a so. cabinet full of girl statues. <laughs> let me get, let me ask Zach: Is there cleavage? What do you think? All right, so that explains <laughs> a few. I'll have to take a picture of my girly uh, cabinet, as I call it, and we can put it up on the thread. Oh, thank God! That's a fantastic people, idea. People can see how depraved I am. Thank God! <laughs> Make sure you put a dinosaur in there too, just so everyone knows. There, no, there's, there's already, there's already one in there. there. Oh, thank God. I knew it. I knew thank it. God. I knew it. It <laughs> confirms everything I've ever thought about you. <laughs> Video games, dinosaurs, and boobies. All in a cabinet. Yep. Yep. All kept in one place. All right. Arrow the Acrobat blows. Do I have to go uh, any further than that? <laughs> really? I thought it was kind of well-liked back, back in the day. Uh, I think it? people were smoking crack. Uh, mm. I actually thought I thought I remembered it being good, too. But it's actually really shitty. Uh, really? There's only one musical track, and it's like a bad rendition of the, you know, carnival theme. Yeah. And uh, and it wouldn't be so bad if Arrow the Acrobat didn't move perpetually faster the far, you know, as he moves from left to right. He's almost like Sonic, where okay. you just start pressing right, and oh my god, he's going a million miles an hour, and there's some spikes, and now I'm dead. So yeah, Arrow the Acrobat blows. All right, fantastic. All right, cool. Don't don't um, waste uh, your money on it. And and that's the end of that chapter. Um, let's move on to Nate. Who? Uh, what do you, what do you got for us, Nate? Hey, uh, last week I talked about Etrian Odyssey three, and I'm still playing it. That's because I don't consume games at the same rate as uh James does. But oh, so you're not you're not you're <laughs> not superhuman. What you're saying? Dragon Quest nine kind of thing. Yeah, Dragon well, Quest 9, it's not, you can play forever, dude. Yeah, it's this is one of those games, and I haven't beaten it yet, so I, I I do feel like I played enough to probably write my review probably tomorrow or something. But cool 
I can just keep playing this for quite a long time. It's because, you know, still I enjoy it. It's getting significantly more difficult as I get deeper and deeper into the dungeon. But, you know, still, same thing I talked about last week. Really fun. If you like Dragon Quest Nine, you'll probably like the class-based fighting and everything and all the exploration. It It is significantly easier than the last two. I'm noticing that as I'm playing through it. Um, although, you know, I didn't play the first one, but from... From everything I've heard, it's harder than the second, and uh, the second was pretty crushing. So this one's pretty easy. I think if you want to get into the franchise, just try this. There's not too much to say other than what I talked about last week, and I don't want to bore you guys. So I already had to sit yeah. through about 20 minutes of NBA Jam talk. So shut I, up, Zach. Well, I, I was just <laughs> writing notes for a polo cast during that. So <laughs> <laughs> boom, shakalaka. Um, but I yeah. guess before we move I, on if to... If you have any questions about it, yes, I will field them. Um, well, you're saying that, like, you keep on playing it. Is there kind of a defined endpoint in the game, or does it just kind of keep No, on no, it, it ends. Uh, when you get to the end of the dungeon, it ends. You know, once you explore okay. as far as you have can. Have you gotten to the end of the dungeon yet, or no? No, I actually haven't gotten to that point yet. So... How many it, hours are you into it so far? Um, I don't... I don't know where the counter is, but I've been playing like an hour and a half every day or two. Okay, so, that, that sounds pretty, pretty long. Yeah, and and I guess I could be moving through the dungeon a little more quickly, but I'm kind of wary of just jumping into the next floor and then yeah. getting my ass handed to me and thrown back to the you know some place where I don't have a a good handle on it and have to kind of make a couple days worth of journey back to the same spot yeah. so i mean definitely from what you said about this game i mean last week which if anyone's curious about this game go to the last episode of newscast and listen to what nate talked about but um i mean it definitely seems like a good entry point for the series and if i were to ever play an it is. odyssey game it would be this game because the other two i i still have that I, like i was interested in the idea of them and then when i read up of them i was like okay i'm never going to be able to get into that but from what i've heard you say and what i've read about entry and odyssey 3 it seems to have that, that low barrier for entry that Atlas seems to be doing in a lot of their games. Like, yeah, um, they, I know they Andy did the same thing Sheer with the Wanderer. What, what were you saying, Neil? Um, Andy reviewed Sheer and the Wanderer for Wii earlier this year, and that seemed to do a lot yeah. of the same things to make that lower barrier for entry. So that way, you know, the hardcore people that have enjoyed the series can still get into it, but then newcomers can come to the franchise and not be totally left in the dark. As yeah, it's it's about uh, as difficult or maybe even a little less than Demon Souls for the PS3. Oh, that I don't know sounds if anyone... great. Uh, yeah. Wow, talk great. about a low barrier of entry. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's Demon like Mario Souls 3. Is... Are you kidding me? Mario 3 is <laughs> not bad. Come on. I'm just okay. kicking around now. <laughs> I know. You kidder. You're such a kidder. <laughs> Lol. Lol. So is that all we got for Entry and Odyssey? Yeah, that I yeah. Alright. Well I look forward to reading and probably editing the review whenever it comes in. Yeah. You're the only all right, one who um, does it anymore. Hey yo, um anyway. Um so I'm gonna talk about Scooby Doo and the Spooky Swamp for DS. Cool. Which um not really gonna spend that much time. This doesn't seem to be too lengthy of a what you reviewing segment outside of NBA Jam. Mm -hmm. um but i was playing it uh, i started playing it pretty much right after last week's show and i was noticing a lot of the things that zach talked about how great the game was show up in the ds version and after playing it for a couple hours and i was on i was on the second episode of three 
um, I realized I was like, I think these are just the same exact freaking game. Huh. Um, so I, ta- I talked to Zach about it, but did someone say hold on? No, I said ha. Huh. No, I mean okay. Um, I was talking to Zach about it, and we kind of deduced that it could be the same game. So then I contacted someone from the developer, Taurus Games, um, and pretty much they are the exact same game without. Um, there's some differences in it, and that there's no voiceovers on the DS version, and yeah. there's no huggers enemy on the, on the Wii. Only the DS has this additional little snippet of game mechanic, which there's basically these enemies that will go up to you and start hugging you, and you have to like use a stylus to like scratch them off, sort of. Oh, I see. And other than that, there's no differences besides the levels on the DS one are a little shorter, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, and even more so with this game is that there was less development time and a uh, smaller budget than uh, the previous Scooby-Doo game that they worked on. So um, That's yeah, pretty impressive I, that they were able to it, squeeze it all onto the DS. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fantastic beat-em-up like Zach talked about last show. The only thing that kind of sucks is that if I guess if I were to say uh, we or DS, I'd say go we one because you have the drop in, drop in or drop in, drop out co-op, and also um, to like change costumes and characters in this, you have to like go into the menu and then select it, and it's really clumsy and time-consuming. Other than that, the game's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you like the character uh, designs? Yeah, I mean it's it's the same character designs that were in. Um, we do uh, first frights, the one that came out last year, but that game seemed a little rough around the edges, and this one really seems to, like you know, succeed in what it's doing. It's a lot more streamlined. It gets you right into the action. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a good game. And um, from here, we'll go on to news. Yay. And first up, we got. Um, I went to New York Comic Con last weekend, where there was some gaming stuffs. Um, I'm just gonna kind of. Did you go see any Klingons? Actually, no. I did see, I mean, uh, as, as far as cosplay stuff, I saw people dressed up as Pikmin. Um, I uh, saw Midna, which was kind of weird. Um, right. There was a super, super awesome Captain Planet. Um, Captain yeah. Planet. And Stan Lee was He's there. He's a hero. I mean, he will take pollution down to zero, you know? I mean, oh, Jesus. But he does. But going on to the, I guess, the game-related content, Nintendo was there. Their booth was kind of, it was basically just E3 Part 2. Um, they did an interesting tactic which i've noticed at a couple different events is that when a company wants you to play a game that they don't think that you'll play they will force you to play it if you want to get a t-shirt so golden <laughs> sun dark dawn was packed for the entire weekend because they were giving away golden sun t-shirts people want a oh, t-shirt come on i think people wanted to play it nah, I don't no know. yeah but, uh, <laughs> why would they want but, a shirt if they didn't care about the game well it's free shit they People were homeless? are crazy about free shit, man. They might have been homeless, just to be clear. They might have been homeless. And they That's paid true. to get into packs. They might have been fairly wealthy homeless people. Oh. Anyway. I can't argue with that, Andy. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's my logic um, skills. Uh, Nintendo also had Kirby's Epic Yarn, Donkey Kong Country Returns, uh, Wii Party. They had GoldenEye at their booth. Um, Activision also had GoldenEye in this kind of weird setup where like, you would have to wait online. And then there were two couches that were meant for four people, but, you know, knowing the normal people that go to New York Comic Con, <laughs> squeeze between two fat dudes on this couch, being like, shit, I could barely use the class controller um, as they fit four people on here. But um, <laughs> then they had, like, games of GoldenEye set up there, and then, like, they had this weird, like, like almost like they're trying to recreate, like, hey, guys, you're in a frat house or something. 
Because yeah. they had like the, the, the like around the big TVs, they had like a desk, and then they had like like random stuff. There was just like a glass. There was like a bowl with nothing in it. And it was was there weird. beer? No, no, there was no beer. Like, oh, well, good maybe, job recreating a frat house. I know, but it's like I I, I didn't understand it at all. But Golden Eye's fun. Um, you know, it's Golden Eye. Uh, I have to say, the more I play that game, the more excited I'm getting for it, at least as far as playing it local with friends. I don't really know anything about the online or single player, because they haven't really showed anything about that. How does the classic controller feel with that game? Um, It feels pretty good. My one complaint with the classic controller is that I don't really like the feel of the analog sticks. Yeah, that's my complaint. I don't like the... uh, I hate that. They feel a little uh, not as... um... There's not as much tension as there is yeah, in the Xbox yeah, ones, it. and I don't like the gated uh, controllers. Yep. Because I feel that that always messes me up when I'm trying to fine-tune something, and it, it slides down diagonally. Yeah. yeah. I, I am a little weirded out that they're not showing any single-player stuff. Yeah, um, I remember I did, a, I did a conference call for GoldenEye, I think, I think around last episode or something, yeah. but... Um, someone asked about single player and they said that there's going to be another event before launch. So, so like in the next two weeks or something? San Francisco. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like launch is in I think two and a half weeks at this point. Like when are you guys going to show up the single player? Like let's go. Time is of the essence. Um, also at New York Comic Con they showed off Michael Jackson The Experience. Oh my god. Is, uh, the, the Ubisoft yes. game. It had a really big presence there because pretty much when you walked in the main entrance there was a huge fucking stage with michael jackson the experience and I didn't, I didn't have the balls to i didn't have the balls to go up on stage and try the game but i did watch people play it and it kind of just looks like just dance just with michael jackson songs but i have to say that the art style that they use for the game actually looks pretty good because it's kind of like abstract michael jackson's dancing on this on, on screen which i think kind of fits with you know making it look graphically pleasing on the Wii and making it, you know, an enjoyable game that runs smoothly. <laughs> there was also a Capcom booth, which, uh... Wait, what, what kind of game is that? I'm sorry, my phone just rang. I had to go take care of it. What, Michael Jackson? The yeah, what kind of game is it? Um, is it a just like a game. Connect dancing game or something? No, it's a Just Dance game, so that means you have the Wii Remote and it's kind of broken, but people will enjoy it. Oh... <laughs> That's really so, weird. So I was at like the press conference when they announced it, and they were saying that like they wanted to make something magical that could never be done before or something. And uh, well, it's called That's Just Dance. Jackson. I mean, maybe there's more oh, to it. Okay. But they sure as fuck were not showing it. And, okay. Um, yeah. See, the, the Just Dance name I don't think was attached to it at that time. Well, no, it's not Just Dance, Michael Jackson. But that is. Oh. What it is. Y- yeah. Okay. I got you. It's gonna be okay, um, Nate. Just Dance. Spin that record, Just baby. dance, it'll be okay. And at the I don't Capcom get that booth, reference. We're better for it. At the cool. Capcom booth. Mega Man. Uh, yeah, they did have Mega Man Universe. Um, not that that's coming to a Nintendo uh, system, but it's fucking Mega Man, so yes, I will talk about it. Um, I don't really like the way it looks. I think it looks really ugly. Yeah, I think it looks um, bad. But I like the idea of it, where people can create levels, and I mean that's definitely more appealing to me than anything like Little Big Planet, where I don't really like the controls of that. And that, you know, this game still feels like Mega Man; it just looks like shit. You know, this um, game I came can't... out on the PSP about five years ago. Yeah, but um, what this is is that uh, you know you can build levels. It's going to come with Mega Man Two remade in this terrible art style, oh. and then you can kind of create your character to how you want it to be, like um. 
some of the examples that they showed is that it's like Mega Man with like the body of uh, what is it? A Metal cat. Man is that the one from Mega Man Two? Cool. And like, so he moves really fast, and like his basic oh, quick weapon move. is. Oh. No, no, I think it's Metal Man. Metal Man is apparently fast. That's what I was told. Okay. Uh, but they also have really cool stuff that they're not showing yet, like um, uh, Arthur from Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, you can why? he's playable in the game, so yeah, you will be able to combine his powers with Ryu. So I guess you could theoretically be throwing a spear with one hand while you you know like do the fucking spinning kick with Ryu. That's retarded, yes. though. That sounds dumb. Well, Ryu I, and Arthur have nothing to do with Mega Man at all. I, I see why they're hesitant to make just Mega Man 11, but I don't think this they was should, necessary they should either. Make Mega Man well, you know, your world megafied. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, it looks like a bad riff on Mega Man powered up anyways. Just just make it a good okay, game. Okay, I see where you guys are coming from, but when you, when you hear about you talk about that, all it really tells me is that I want an entire game where the main character is Arthur mixed with Ryu, and he, throw, he like, chucks fireballs. <laughs> And then he gets hit. Then he gets hit and turns into bones. And then like Ken shows up and he's like mixed with Chun Li or something. I don't know. I'm very excited about merging Capcom characters that have nothing to do with yeah. each other. I mean that that's the thing. It's like I I mean the basic Mega Man experience will be there and then people will be creating levels. And this is Mega Man powered up too. And then there's more. That's why I think it's gonna. I, I'm I'm optimistic for it, even though I hate the graphical style. I'm not excited um, for this. Capcom also had uh, um, some Virtual Console Arcade stuff. Um, so Virtual Console Arcade lives. They plan on releasing in 2011, 1942, X-Xs, nice. Sun Sun, Commando, Ghosts and Goblins, and Woo! Black Tiger. Fantastic. So, yeah, um, they're going to be supporting Virtual Console Arcade. Um, 2011, no specific window in 2011, just 2011. Um yeah, uh, oh, the last bit of New York Comic Con stuff is I got to interview Warren Spector, the uh, the head of Junction Point, who is the brain behind Epic Mickey, and um, yeah, I, I definitely, it seems like everyone's very critical about that game, but I'm still really excited for it, and I guess as I've seen more of the game, I get the feeling that there's a lot more underneath what they're showing, which is why I'm excited for it. I could be wrong in my excitement, but I think it's going to be. You know, the thing about that game that, the only thing about that game that has me not super excited is that it doesn't seem like it knows what kind of a game it wants to be. Like, it looks like it's a whole bunch of different kinds of games. How so? Yeah, I've only seen two distinct kinds. Well, you got the running around, right. the, kind of the platformy part. Yeah. In 3D. Mm-hmm. And then you have the platforming in the 2D. Right. And then isn't yeah. there some some celestial brush paint thing does doesn't that take place inside of the 3d platforming does it yeah, that's, it does. that's just like yeah. the uh the water cannon in mario sunshine isn't it basically yeah oh okay yeah. see i thought it was a whole different different thing no no well that's good and I, and i think the 2d things are only transitions right between yeah. levels there's like 40 of them apparently though and they're, oh, yeah. they're really cool i mean they're kind of short but there's some fun platforming to be had in the ones that i've played that hmm yeah, I, I I am excited about it. I just not super excited about it. Okay, so moving on in the news, um, N Space had a scare. Uh, they're the developer of games like Geist. Um, they did the demo, or the, the I guess the tech tech demo for Winter for Wii, 
Um, they also develop a bunch of DS games, like uh, the Call of Duty DS games. They're doing GoldenEye DS. They did uh, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance the... uh, review yes. about a year ago. Yeah, but I, those kind of sucked, so I wasn't going to mention them. But yeah, well. Um, they're, they're doing the Tron games for Wii and DS. Uh, I can't wait for the Tron game on Wii. It looks like a lot of fun. Seriously. But yeah, seriously. Oh, no, no, I'm saying seriously. Yes, I agree. Yeah, okay, awesome. It was fun, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, there was rumor that they were shutting down at the end of last week. They laid off about 70 to 90 people, which is a good good bulk of the staff at Endspace. Um, there was a lot, it was all up in the air over the weekend, and then the, uh, I guess he's the president of Endspace, Dan O'Leary, uh, posted a blog post about the state of Endspace, which is basically that they were supposed to be closing a few deals, but they all fell through in, like, um, uh, in the past week. They were supposed to all like be done that week but they weren't and so they had to lay off 70 to 90 people because they didn't have the funding to support them anymore and hopefully when these deals get sorted out they will be hiring all these people back within a week or two so crisis averted kind of good those guys are good yeah um i definitely i'm a, I'm a big fan of those guys as a developer and i'm going to read part of the blog post that dan o'leary posted um, just because I think it's really interesting as far as just the state of the industry in general. <clears throat> Life as an independent developer is often a painful hand-to-mouth exercise of love. This has never been more true than in the last few years. The games industry is, frankly, a mess. The economy has robbed customers of disposable income, reducing the number of titles that, per- that purchased per year. Huge budget titles have to sell massive numbers to return a profit, and the app store has disrupted our industry in the same way iTunes changed consumer expectations for music. People that used to buy many games every year now buy a few AAA titles, supplementing their need for, with yeah, supplementing their need with games that are free or cost less than a pack of gum. Anything in the middle is struggling. Uh, yeah, is struggling. The Wii and DS markets have nearly collapsed, and 3DS is a brave new world the publishers are excited about, but also very cautious to enter. Even for an extremely successful Wii slash DS developer like Endspace, with a long history of delivering quality titles on time and on budget, this creates a very challenging business environment. So, Amen, yeah. brother. I mean, it, it really it really just sucks as far as the dichotomy in the industry where the small guys can't really exist that well. I mean, Endspace well, see, is see, I, I don't necessarily agree with what he says because he paints a picture that something has changed, but really, wh- when was the time where... You could just be anyone, and, and yeah, before the crash, I guess, small amounts of people made games, and it was really successful, but, I mean, hasn't it always been that people buy, like, one game every so often, and now we do have more stuff to play in between, but... Well, he says re- life as an independent developer is a is is harder than it used to be, but really, what he, what, what he really means by that is I mean, life as a mid-range developer is harder than it used to be. If you're the top dog, right. if you're Activision, if you're EA, you're more or less fine. If well, you're I don't like, think EA's a, really doing that great, but they're still. A but but they're not like falling apart either. They have very successful franchises they can rely on to make money. Yeah. If, if you're an iPhone app developer, if if you're a team of five or ten people, maybe you're doing fine too because you can publish on the App Store, you can publish on DSiWare yeah. or Reware. Yeah. But these smaller mid-range, it's like you know the the quandary of the middle class. It applies to video games like it applies to most things. Um, I've heard. Lots of other people say that now is the best time to be an independent developer because it's so easy to get your stuff out there because of things like the Xbox Live uh, Indie Marketplace and the App Store and WiiWare and DSiWare and 
and Android market and, and Flash games and whatnot. Like, I've heard the exact opposite from other people, but those are much smaller development teams that don't need as much money to operate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if people only buy one or two AAA titles a year. I mean, or I do. Well, I, I, I don't know what uh, his, I, think, I don't know what know, his like, time schedule is on that, but I probably buy. I don't want to say one the month, but though, you know, Zach. well, that's probably true. Zach, I probably only buy three to four games new a year, and maybe two of those are full priced, and one of them is always NCAA football. Like my <laughs> my game buying habits changed significantly when I, you know bought a house and got married and had other things yeah, to pay mine, for. Yeah, mine did like, too, I got it. Like uh, grad school and whatnot. Like, I, I don't buy that many. I, I do a lot of game trading with people like yourself and sites like Guzex. I do a lot of used game yeah. buying on like Amazon or, God forbid, GameStop every once in a while. Um, but for the most part, I don't, I, don't buy a lot of, I don't buy a lot of $50, $60 games anymore. I, I can't afford yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. I don't really either. I, you know, I, 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 I will mean, often even... wait for a price drop, though. Yeah. I can't. I, I can think of maybe one game I paid sixty dollars for in the past year, and that was NCAA football. I don't think I bought anything else for full price on 360 or PS3. And I think I basically bought Mario Galaxy 2, and whew, man, I can't think of anything else on Wii that I bought full price. It's just it's a hard sell. Fifty bucks is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess what I'm saying is I think that's always been the case for working adults, right? You know, you start to buy less games when you're a kid when you can beg your parents or just blow all your money on that. So there's always well, the, been yeah. that. There's a subset. phase between yeah. like between like 20 and 30 when you start getting right. like your first post-college job or your first sweet yeah. summer gig when you're, when you're a college student. Well, like, for instance, my first console purchase was a PS3 that I bought. I had a really – Shitty but well-paying and janitorial work when I was uh, in college. I just cleaned dorm rooms for a summer, and you know I hated it. But it bought me a PS2 back when they were still like 300 bucks, and uh, you know d back then I would hit up the PS2's greatest hits lineup damn near once a week because yeah. it was 20 yeah. bucks. It was it was an easy and, sell. And, and when I what I'm ultimately getting at is sure we're you know the way you're buying games is changing, but there's still that subset of right the uh, the population that's going to buy games like that. So his argument that I, I'm sure it's gotten worse just because of the economy, but I don't think the way people are buying the games mark, has the changed. The market hasn't necessarily changed. Yeah, I think the market has changed. I mean, I, I definitely think he's got a point with the whole uh, the evolution of the app store, where yeah. a lot of I guess. I guess maybe money that would have gone to, you know, stuff like Call of Duty on DS or Marvel. Really? The 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 one dollar I spend on um, Angry Birds is would, you know, takes <laughs> well, away from saying, my like, purchase. Once again, of... I'm, not, I'm not necessarily referring to just us because we are we are not the average, but saying average person that hasn't maybe their iPod touch replaced what they would do on DS. Um, right. You know, stuff yeah. like that. But I guess would that person be willing to spend that kind of money on a DS game anyways? It depends. Right. Well, let, let me tell you, for me, if I have a choice between, like, I just bought that Tomb Raider game, that downloadable Tomb Raider game. Yeah. And yeah, Laura Croft, Guardian of Light. And or... it's really good, by the way. Uh, but it cost $15, and that's $15 that I had been planning on buying, you know, let's say Kirby with, even though I've already put money away for Kirby. You know, that means I'm not buying Kirby right away because I, yeah. I bought Guardian Light for 15 bucks because at the time I was like, this is only $15. Kirby's 50 Yeah. You know, yeah, so I think that's a, that's, a good, that's a good point, Zach. 
Yeah, so I think the market is definitely moving towards downloadable get content. Um, the the question is whether or not that downloadable content will be offered as, as a at a price that is very disruptive of the retail market. And I think it it, it is already and will continue to be in the future. But well, that's is that sustainable though? Is the question? Can you can you be a successful game developer if you're selling your games for one to five dollars? No, you can. You can if you're yeah, a team yeah, of yeah, one. If you can. have a really low overhead, then yes. Oh, yeah. that way, yeah. But but if you're talking like a fully fledged game, you know, Art, something that's yeah. not just a fart app, maybe yeah. not. Well, I mean, you you call it a fart app, but you know, most games are a buck. Yeah, they're pretty close to fart apps, and they are usually shitty with a very low overhead. But you know, they are making a lot of money, okay. yeah. which yeah. sucks. You know, I I find it, it sets I, a really low standard. One exactly. of the one of the lines in that quote that really kind of stands out to me is when a prominent a prominent Wii DS developer says that the Wii and DS markets have nearly collapsed. And I know yeah, we've that seen that in sales. Well, you, you can look at you can look at no place clearer than TGS, where um, we had uh, Matt Walker and James Charlton were over there, and I think it was something where like there were barely any Wii games there. That's right. There were a few DS games, and I think I think Matt Matt Walker was talking to people that he knew. You know, are around around TGS that are in the game, uh, the games industry, and they're all saying that you know if you're not if you're not a Nintendo made game on Wii, you don't sell. Right. So there's no point in putting your resources into that, which it sucks. And I and I hope that the 3DS kind of I guess brings back you know other games other than bring Nintendo back the spark successful. And I mean that might work for companies like Capcom that seem to be really supporting the 3DS, but is that really going to work for everyone? And the answer is. Probably not. I mean, it, it just sucks. I find it interesting that while that kind of thing is being said and largely agreed with, uh, like at least among us, Iwata can go out on stage and show lots and lots of uh, bar graphs that show that Wii and DS, well, specifically Wii software, is selling better than competitive third-party software. Yeah, because it's all the Nintendo games sell so well. Yeah, but I'm talking about third-party software. I'm talking about... Yeah. He comes out and, sh and shows bar graphs saying that we have a better attach rate than third-party software, but then we have this guy saying the market's collapsed. So either Iwata has very, very misleading data, or one game sold a ton. You know what I'm saying? Or like I think it's the, I think it's probably misleading data. Probably, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we should move on from Some, this. Something <laughs> is skewing those bar graphs, like like Monster Hunter. Like everybody, in, everybody in Japan bought Monster Hunter Three. So yeah, that's sold over a million. That's going to pull the pull the bar up a little bit for third parties. This is true. All right, um, let's uh, let's end that subject and move on to the last news story. Um, Sega is removing certain Sonic games from retail because of low review scores. It's being done to increase the value of the brand. Um, it was listed that, or in, in the uh, the interview that this is from. Sonic Rush DS and Sonic Rush Adventure are given as two examples of games that will be delisted. And uh, Carla Young, um, our European correspondent, uh, looked up on Metacritic and saw that Sonic Riders Zero Gravity and Sonic the Black Knight are are also probably on the, uh, the getting axed list. The funny thing about this, though, is that Sonic Rush has an 82 rating on Metacritic and Sonic Rush Adventure has a 78. Uh -huh. What the fuck? You want to hear my theory? They're what? um you know they're they're coming out with new Sonic games. 
forthcoming, right? Don't they want yeah. to get these things off shelves anyway? Yeah. Well, that's what they said. They want to yeah. keep the brand but, fresh. Well, yeah. I, isn't this normal? Don't you stop making games after a while? And are they maybe just saying, oh, look, we care about quality and putting a spin on just something that's completely normal? Yeah, that's an normal. interesting point, Nate. Are they, are I they mean, continuing to print copies what? of these shitty games yeah when, when did activision come out and say you know what we're not printing call of duty 3 anymore sorry <laughs> we only, only care about quality here i know every single time i go over. into like every single time i go into like bed bath and beyond i see a clearance rack of sonic and the dark knight or whatever yeah, for like too. five dollars the so, right. they're and making them somewhere too expensive well i yeah, yeah and the so they probably had to discontinue it anyways sometime yeah and I don't know why they felt the need to put a spin on it. Like, if you walk into a Best Buy, and you go to the DS section, if it's not made by Nintendo, you're not likely to see a game that was developed six to nine months ago. Yeah, well, right. actually, yeah, exactly. actually, I can kind of refute that, because I think I've still seen Sonic Rush there. Mm, oh, I have two. I have two. But still, but, I, but those, I still think those are copies they're not selling. Yeah. Still, well, still I think it's an exception. I, I doubt really? I doubt it's because uh, they run out every week and they keep getting it restocked. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're running out every week, but I think those games do sell. Then Sonic why are they getting is, rid of them? Sonic, Sonic Rush is pretty good. I, I, I like Sonic Rush. Yeah. Then I guess they're getting rid of them just to, uh, you know, to promote the new stuff. Yeah. Yep. It's just then so be weird it. because because Sonic 4 is a downloadable game, and the yeah. only retail game that's well, they, coming out is... Well, they've got Colors coming right. out. Sonic Colors is coming out in retail, but... But you know, Sonic Sonic Colors is not... only me in DS though. They have yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog 360 Game of the Year edition coming out too. Oh yeah, because oh, everyone really? loved that. God. Ooh. Sonic Sonic as a brand has really collapsed. Yeah. No, they're trying to they're trying to bring it back. Well, Sonic 4 is crap. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna mention that later when we uh, talked about the downloads, but oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll we'll uh, how about we get on the path to getting there? Let's talk about the new releases. Okay. Um, we'll go through the retail ones first. Kicking off our a pair of NBA games, NBA Jam for Wii, which we talked about earlier, and NBA 2K11, which is the 2K game. I believe this is the third year it's been on Wii platforms. This is the Jordan um, game. I don't know how. I don't know how faithful of a port it is to the 360 PS3 version, but um, yeah, I don't really know, nor do I care. So sorry, everybody. Um, we also got Wii Party from Nintendo. Um, that's for fifty dollars. Um, there's also some things where it comes with a Wii Remote, but I think that's like 70 or something, so I guess if you yeah. really need a Wii Remote, you can go buy a Wii Party. Eh, sounds like a deal, maybe. Um, on DS, we have Final Fantasy, the Four Heroes of Light, which is the uh, the new Final Fantasy RPG that seems deliciously old school, and the it's more the I hear hat, about this, I'm it's actually... It's the hat swapping game. Yeah, four, four hats. Uh, you have different hats that give you classes. Uh, the battle system actually seems kind of interesting. It's stuff with, like, you get, like, an ability point every turn, and if you save those up, you can use more powerful magic spells. And I was actually, uh, someone, there, there's a forum, I think this was actually in the latest issue, uh, latest episode of RFN, that there was, uh, someone explained the battle system, and it actually seemed kind of interesting, so. Yeah. I don't know. This uh, is, a, that would have been James. I'm hope no, yeah. it, was, it was someone else. I, I'm hoping yeah. to fit this in between Etrinasi and Golden Sun. <laughs> we will see. This will be your stopgap RPG. I don't feel like getting this game until I feel like I'm done with Dragon Quest Nine. So that means I may yeah. never get this game. And I don't I think, think I. Yeah, I don't think I've not had an RPG in my DS that was relatively new for quite some time. <laughs> it is dangerous. Oh, hey, you know what? I got to mention real quick. Uh, 
uh, on the 15th, starting on the 15th, going through the 30th, for anyone who's still playing Heart Gold and Soul Silver, you can uh, get a mystery gift from Nintendo of Mew. Yes. Some mystery. Well, you select mystery <laughs> gift, and it. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna probably get that. I'll, I'll bust oh, that. me too. Definitely. I'll turn on the yeah. system. That, just that to could get open a up a whole new fucking can of worms. Like, god damn it. I think I my Poke Walker has got, died. Yeah, I got back into Dragon Quest Nine because uh, I used tag mode during New York Comic Con. And I got like ten tags, oh, so you now bastard. I need to like play more of the game, go through some treasure maps. Like, that's it, it's it's addicting. I I love that game and I hate it at the same time. But <laughs> speaking I, of I Pokemon, stopped playing. yeah, speaking I didn't get Pokemon, into the side stuff. Yeah, well, I I basically I I played it to to high hell when I reviewed it, and then I kind yeah. of put it down for like three or four months, and now I'm starting to get back into it. So. Nice. But uh, speaking of Pokemon, Pokemon Ranger Guardian Signs comes out on uh, came out on DS the other week. Yay! Mm. Has anyone ever played a Pokemon Ranger game? Yeah, I did. Are they any good? I don't remember anything about it. All right. So uh, no. Cool. So no. <laughs> um, Super Scribble Knots on DS. Zach is uh, uh should be going out in the mail tomorrow. Zach. So oh sweet. Super Scribble Knots soon. I will report uh, on many, many different word combinations and see oh, what. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be better. It adds adjectives. Um, D pad support, control. right? Um, I mean, from everything everything that I've heard about this game is it's better than the first one, but it's the it's same like, basic concept. So it's it's the it's what the first game should have been. It's like it's exactly. like the Wii Fit Plus of Scribble Nuts. Exactly. It's a patch. Except for its full price. There you go. It's it's a retail patch. Although yeah. I have uh, read reviews that indicate that some stuff has gotten messed up in the translation. Yeah. Specifically, level and puzzle design. Uh. App- apparently, it is a lot more narrow and avoids um, the sort of... Instead Breaking of the game. Yeah, it, it doesn't let you break it, basically. Well, that's good, I ultimately. Mean, it, I, is I it really, when it I, restricts I your creativity? Lots, but I don't care about it anymore at all. I didn't enjoy it when I first played it. I really haven't been looking forward to Scribble Nuts 2 at all. You know, it's so yeah. weird, too, because after E3, everyone was like, holy shit, Scribble Nuts. And then it came out, and everyone was like, ah. See, and I, I, I kind of categorized it in the same place that I categorized zombie games, in that it's something that everyone's like, oh, man, look, I can summon Cthulhu. Cthulhu's <laughs> cool, right? Right? A zombie. God. Dracula. I don't care. <laughs> the game didn't. The game did not look fun, and it turns out it really wasn't. So yeah, it looked. It, yeah, it looked fun to me. I had some fun with it for a couple of days, and I was like, "All right, I'm done." I look forward to getting the review copy. It yeah. sounded well, fun. It certainly sounds fun on yeah. paper. And um, moving on, Sengoku Basara, Samurai Heroes um, from Capcom. It's on Wii. It's a Samurai Warriors clone of some sort. Um. Samurai Warriors 3, as we all know, came out uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. So Sengoku Basara is supposedly better than Samurai Warriors from some reviews. Well, um, I mean, it's it's a fucking beat-em-up. What else do you expect, guys? If you like swords. this, you already have this game. I think there's guns in this one, too. Oh, interesting. I'd like rather play weird. Pokemon Rumble. Yeah, I, I did not. I'm not interested in that at all. But moving <laughs> on. Just Dance 2! coming out on Wii. Who's About ready? time. Who's ready to dance, guys? Um, I'm not. Um, FIFA 11, which I think we reported is coming out, apparently got delayed a week for uh, Wii and DS. 
So uh, that is out on Wii and DS now. Um, Def Jam Rap Star for Wii. Uh, that's going out to John Lindemann. No. Uh, he should be settling no. into Boston now, so that's cool. <laughs> and uh, I expect to see videos of John rapping his heart <laughs> out. I doubt he's going to listen to this, but I hope he raps his heart out. And there are Bad videos online. Because I think... I believe there's a feature in the game. I don't even know if it's in the Wii version or not, where you can record like 30 second. Well, actually, a video. You can record video. It's probably not in the Wii version at all because I don't think there's a camera with the Wii, unless you count the Ubisoft one, which is a piece of shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, Def Jam Rap Star on Wii it allows you to rap, and that's cool. But they're all radio edits, so that kind of sucks. And it's um, also it's I guess it's like SingStar. I mean, it's not too special. Yeah. It's like SingStar with rap, but. From what I've read, the game does a very good job of, of figuring out whether you're actually singing the lyrics or yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not really a big rap fan, but I would like to try no. this out at some point in my life, but I don't want to spend money for it. I'm still holding out for Sing Star Death Metal or something that will, something that will never... Co- yeah, exactly, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't done that Lords of Thunder in the death metal voice. I recorded it. I recorded it, nice. but it's it sounded horrible. It kept peaking. I actually got a new mic, so yeah, it it will it will come. Sweet. Yeah. Um, ben Ten Ultimate Alien Cosmic Destruction. Um, I believe this is uh it's for Wii DS. It's by D3 Publisher. Um, I believe this is like the new series of Ben Ten or something. Uh, I know Zach more, you reviewed the yeah. Wii version of the Ben Ten game last year. Was that Vilgax attacks? Was it any good? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, you're getting, you're getting one of these uh, in the mail. I will be sending it there tomorrow. So, geez, I got a lot of shit coming to me. Yeah. What is Ben Ten? Ben Ten um, is a kid who uh-huh. has, he has a, a watch. watch is he like a TV show? Yes, yeah. Cartoon yeah. Network oh, TV. That's what show. I meant by what is he? Okay. And his uncle, his uncle, sir, uh-huh. is voiced by Colonel Campbell from Metal Gear. <laughs> Huh. I mean, I remember I played one of the Ben 10 games, um, like, I think it's some press event, like, a year or two ago, and it was actually, it seemed like it was kind of fun, but nothing really to write home at. It reminded right, me of a they're... cameo elements of power. That's rare, what it is. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Which, I, it's I mean, a serviceable platformer. Yeah. So cool. Um, Haunted House on Wii, which is apparently a remake of an old Atari game, published by, this game's published by Atari. I don't know hmm. anything else about it. Has anyone ever played Haunted House? Nope. No. Nope. All right. Wonder what it's about. I think it's about a haunted house. Just, just throw it a while. My guess. What level of involvement uh, does Eddie Murphy have? Oh God. <laughs> I hope none. Well, we'll see. We got a pair of games from Ubisoft that will uh, make the game show fans and us all happy. Hollywood Squares for Wii and DS, hmm. and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Third edition for Wii. Does one of you get to be Regis Philbin? No, because he's probably not in the game at all. Dang. Does, one, does one of you get to be a uh, off Who hosts that now? Indian like boy? Rachel Ray or something? It's, uh, Meredith Vieira, I think, isn't it? Yeah, Meredith Vieira. Huh. Um, and the final retail game, uh, well, there's many more, but I had to cut the list somewhere. <laughs> a lot of them seem pet-related. Why did yes. you leave this in? Oops! <laughs> prank party. Because um, I actually I played a demo for Oops! Prank uh-huh. Party. Uh, it was kind of fun. Um, I mean, like the kind of dumb, like we. Well, let's put it this way: if we're gonna mention Wii Party, we should mention this game because okay. what I've heard about Wii Party is that Oops Prank Party seems to be like the twenty dollars version of that. So. Oh, so this is like a mini game collection where you're leaving fake spiders in someone's bedroom or pulling their pants down. In Not front of really. People? It's more like it's actually the that's prank real life for me. 
because the prank thing is like um you'll go into the mini game and it'll be like whoever loses will be put in this chicken costume wow and then like oh, no. whoever loses then like like say like if if one person wins and then three people are the losers then every like the three people that lost will just be running around screen like you just shake your Wii remote to run and like the winner will just get to like try to pick one of them up and just throw them down and then be like bitch put on the chicken costume <laughs> <laughs> So. You know what? I would actually be interested in this if it were sort of like a Sim-style uh, game where you devise the most elaborate, embarrassing Japanese-style pranks, like the crazy <laughs> shit the Japanese pull, and you just see how much you can embarrass someone. Leaderboards, recordings, I would do it. But uh, it's obviously not that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's $20, so, so it's kind of neat. Um, let's move on You, you to... need to do that voice more, Neil. That was a hell of a voice. What, what one? What voice? The kind of Grover voice you were doing. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I can't even replicate it. I don't know what I was, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Um, Press rewind when this comes up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but let's move on to WiiWare, DSiWare, and Virtual Console. Um, on WiiWare, we got Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 1 from Sega mm-hmm. for 1,500 points. I don't know about Damn. you guys, but I, I played the Xbox 360, uh, the, the demo for it, and... I fucking hated it. Really? Yeah. Go play Sonic Colors. Didn't yeah, Pedro give us a pretty favorable review? Yeah, Pedro actually enjoyed it a lot. I was talking to him about it, and that's when I was like, all right, I'll, I'll play the Xbox Live Arcade demo, and if I like that, then maybe I'll get it. Play the what? Xbox Live Arcade demo. I despise this game. Like, Does I the agree? Xbox version have the lock-on? Yes, yeah. all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I hate that. Am I crazy, or did they like completely fail to lock down the feel of the 16-bit games? At oh all? my god, yeah. it feels yeah. like shit. Sonic <laughs> moving just feels horrible. Even just like when you're starting to move, yeah, it looks bad and it feels weird. It's I mean, maybe slower it's, maybe than it's it should just be. the graphics. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. The graphics don't look. I mean, yeah, just nothing about this game felt right to me. It it, it felt no. like a poor imitation of the 16-bit game. And really, what the hell is a lock-on? You know, like, it it lets you just zip through crap without even thinking. Not like, you know, that's not what Sonic was about before, but... Like, dude, I'll stand by. I I love Sonic the Hedgehog 2. It's it's one of my favorite games, but... I liked playing it co-op, yeah. I I generally tend to not like Sonic games. I did like the GBA ones, but... Yeah, like I think well, you've got to get the you got to get the the controls got to be right. The, the, yeah, they they can be good games. Good. Not even the controls. Not the controls aren't the problem. It's just the way the character moves. His like body animations and, and the way yeah his yeah character speed it's is just weird. not right. Just when he is it's starting weird. to move, it looks so freaking weird. Like he's like like running through uh, water, like yeah, water or something uh. slippery, and he's just not. And it always does kind of look weird in Sonic games when you're starting to move, but this just really stood out. I don't know if it was the detail or or what. His character sprite doesn't look very good either. No. So this is definitive proof then. Every time someone tells Sega, man, just make another 2D Sonic game. It's all we want is another 2D Sonic game. We can refute them and say, no, they just fucked don't it up. make a shitty one. I don't care what kind of Sonic game you make, just whatever kind of Sonic game you decide on, don't make it yeah. shitty. That's the solution for them. Remake yeah, Sonic, th- Sonic Adventure. Well, I enjoyed uh, Sonic Colors. I don't know who played the DS demo. Oh, I, I love the DS demo E3. for that. I even enjoyed the Wii version of it, too. It, yeah, I didn't get a chance to play that one. Yeah, I, I went and downloaded, downloaded uh, Sonic Adventure, the trial on Xbox Marketplace when it 
hit Xbox know, about a, two, three oh, weeks ago. Oh, I didn't ago. know it was on XBLA. Yeah, I'm, oh, maybe yeah. it's on PSN too. I'm not sure. Nah, but it's only on XBLA. No, no, no. I tell you, man, I don't think that game holds up at all. Oh, it doesn't. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah, and I loved it too back you know in 2000, 2001 when it came out or 99. Dreamcast. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Dreamcast is <laughs> a great system, bro. but Sonic Adventure, man, that really does not hold up. I don't think there's been a genuinely good Sonic game, uh, at least console Sonic game, since Sonic the Hedgehog 3 or maybe Sonic and Knuckles, depending on if you like that one or not. Yeah. Apparently, Sonic no, 3D Blast. I think no, Sonic no. is, Dude, is Sonic the Dude, Sonic 3D Blast was better than most of the actual 3D Sonic games. Even Sonic yeah. 3D Blast sucks, but... <laughs> See, I, I've I've thought about this for a while, like how they could make a good Sonic game, and I think if they made something more like a a Burnout Paradise kind of deal, it could be interesting. Where you're <laughs> just like thrashing stuff as you like zip around, and you're not having to worry too much about running into things because if you do, you just blow them up. Well, I think I they, know. you know, they kind of went the Mega Man powered up route for this new game when they really should yeah. have, they really should have gone the Castlevania the Adventure Rebirth route. You know what yeah. I mean, like. Mm-hmm. Dude, go yeah, sprites yeah. takes do, do it in sprites you're good well you used to be good at sprites get that right again <laughs> first and then move on to polygons because well and, i tell you, know, you guys it just feels you like hit. the same game that yeah. too like the level design feels very very uninspired it just feels like yeah. the old ones all over again and they've made yeah, so many 2D sonic on, games. On nostalgia. they've made so many 2d sonic games that none of the levels here feel original anymore There's just... no and and so much of 2d sonic relies on you being able to preemptively understand what's coming in the level because yeah. you'll just hit a wall and in this game it's really bad it just completely slows you down yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know if you could recover more quickly in the other ones, but it, it's I don't like how that is designed. If I can just hit, hit a dead wall. Let's have a little impromptu survey here. Will there be a Sonic the Hedgehog for episode two? Yes. Yes. So? I'm sure it's already it's made. Well. Andy, have they stopped making Sonic games? No. Well, don't you it, against they still don't sell you kind of, well. Don't you kind of think yeah. that the fact the reason it was split up into episodes was to gauge the reaction of the first one? I mean, that's what I always assumed. Although you know what. This one might not do as well because it's downloadable, and so it's less likely to be grabbed by that kid that bought Mario and Sonic at the Olympics that saw, yeah. "Ooh, Sonic's cool. Let me get yeah. it." And yeah, no, but, think, like, but Sonic I, has honestly, this I think this Sonic batch of crazy dedicated fan well. base. That was two sentences at once. It was. Yes, it was. You were listen. You were hearing in stereo. Yeah. I was saying that Sonic has a crazy dedicated fan base that'll buy any shit that Sonic puts out, including this. That's true. I'm sure, but is that enough to support it? Well, yes. I think also... It, I, think they, I think they rely more on the on-site purchase. I know a guy who was hardcore Sonic, Dreamcast, day one owner, played it with played it with a VGA out connection on his 19-inch gorgeous monitor, <laughs> um, bought a Genesis on eBay when he was in college, got Sonic 1, 2, and 3, played through all those again, like, this is a guy who loved – he bought an Xbox because Sega gave it the most support of all the uh, previous-gen consoles. Like, this is a guy who it worships Sega, and even he hasn't bought a Sonic game in the last five years. <laughs> Damn. I, I, know, I still know some loyal Sonic devotees, so they're out there. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if they number as much as the people that buy it on site just based off of, yeah. you know, right. it looks cool. Because well, that's what Sonic was meant to be. Now, one thing this game does have going for it, if I'm not mistaken, and I only played it for like five minutes, so I might mm-hmm. be wrong about this, but Sonic doesn't talk in this game. 
and that's a and step in the right none direction. None of his oh, shitty good. friends are around, right? Yeah. What? That's I a, like Tails. That's a step in the right direction. Sonic, yeah, Tails, right. Tails, and Knuckles are doing ever. Yeah, yeah. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles are all fine. No. No. No, no. Amy, Rose, or she can... Yeah, love interests. No, thank you. No human on Sonic kissing. Also, actually, they they added that to Mass Effect 3. Um, It's coming. This game refer to him as Eggman or Robotnik. If they, if they call him Robotnik, that's a that's a plus as well. I think this game has Eggman. Ah. Right? It used to be Robotnik, and they changed it to Eggman. They haven't referred oh, to him as Robotnik in a long time. Stupid but, decision. But, yeah, yeah, I I think it's Eggman. Ah. I, I don't remember. You know, the Sonic games need to go in two directions. One, they need to give the license to Fuse Games, and they need to make a pinball game out of him. Word. And second, they need to just say the hell with it and make a Sonic party with all of his shitty friends. I think that exists somewhere, right? Yeah, but it was really shitty. You know, I wonder, what way, I wonder <laughs> no. what way forward could do with a Sonic game. Oh my Ooh, god. That Holy oh my god. Wow. Neil just yeah. came. <laughs> just imagine just imagine the sprite work in that. Yeah. Have we ever seen wow. Nintendo t- develop a third-party like a third-party franchise game? Like we've seen Namco take on Star Fox and we've seen, you know, Capcom take over Zelda for a while. Have we right. ever seen it the other way around? Who made no. those? Um, Nintendo who made those Olympics game. games? Sega. Sega that did. was Sega, right? Okay. Sega did. Sega. The only thing they've ever done is they put Sonic into Smash Brothers. That's about, that was about it. Yeah. And yeah. Snake, yeah. And Sonic controls better in Smash Brothers than he does in Sonic the Hedgehog Four. This is very. I think curious. I think Nintendo had a pretty big hand in Twin Snakes. Right, but I, didn't I think they? it's more. I mean, of it was a, developed yeah. by Silicon Knights. Yeah, uh, more of a guidance role. Yeah. 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 Whatever. But let's Moving move on. on. Burn through these. These next next Weaver games, uh, triple jumping sports from the Code Monkeys Limited for five hundred points. This, unlike uh, the the other triple whatever sports, actually features three games. So the triple makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I have more respect for this, right? Yeah, it's game. got long yeah. jump, high jump, and pole vault. Yeah. There is one problem with this game, and that's that yeah, it looks like a DS whatever. game. It looks <laughs> awful. This is like the worst looking Weaver game I think <laughs> oh. I've ever seen. Well, I, I bet you I. You haven't you haven't played you Space haven't played Track Manic Monkey Mayhem. Mm. Oh God! Mm. If uh, only. Next up, we got. No, like I literally. Do we have anything constructive to say? Like, firm. Right. Okay. Racers yeah, Islands it Crazy sucks. Racers from Zalag for one thousand points. <laughs> it's a racing game with six drivers from different countries. I think there's just a lot of stereotypes in this game. If you're easily offended. Homie Rollers on DSiWare. more than just, you know, Latinos. Oh, WeWare. Sorry, it's WeWare. Yeah, Not just pimps and hoes. Well, there's six drivers from different countries, so six countries are likely to be offended. Well, punch out. Hey, <laughs> except for punch out's good, so that's the difference. Moving on. There you go. Learning with the Poo-Yous, episode three from Lexus Numerique. For 500 points, it's the third episode in a series of kids' games. That has uh, no reading ability required because it's uh, mm. it'll talk to you in multiple languages. Yep. It's an early childhood game. Yeah, that thinking. means we can't laugh at it. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Glad to see kids get games. Moving on to DSiWare. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, Shantae, Shantae Risky's Revenge from Way Forward for 1,200 points. You know what? Let's not talk let's about hold- it. Yeah, not we're not going to talk about this at all. We got Game Club coming up after this, so if you want to hear us talk about Shantae, Shantae Risky's Revenge, and we'll probably 
just the explosion all over. I was hoping that you were going to pretend that we weren't going to talk about (laughs) it, period. But, oh well. (laughs) Sorry. That's okay. Um, Fuck that game. And there's Rummy Cube from Games Factory Online for 800 points. Traditional, it's a traditional tile game. Oh. It has support for four players, but everyone needs to have the, the game, so that's never going to happen. Well, I, right. I usually uh, like Rummy to Cube, go Rummy to... Cube's kind of fun, but I'm not paying $8 for it on my DSi. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. 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 Um, next up is something that's mildly interesting, although I wish it was the WiiWare version of it. Um, Ivy the Kiwi question mark mini from Xseed for 500 points. It's uh, the proposed Yay. like the 50 level version of Ivy the Kiwi. Andy was right. Andy, you, Andy, you predicted this might come to a downloadable platform. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it yeah, is yeah, when we talked about it before. Yeah. And, well, I think it was announced oh, in other okay. territories, but okay. it hadn't quite been announced here. Um, there's a WiiWare version that I imagine is forthcoming, or at least I hope it is, because then I'll probably get that because I didn't like the DS controls when I played the demo that was on. I also don't like the right, idea yeah. of these little stopgap games that are part of the main experience and not something different. So I don't mind like a Dead Rising Case Zero. Almost yeah, like I don't a mind demo, Dead Rising yeah. Case Zero because it's five dollars of something that you're not going to have to replay and it's unique. But like, yeah. What's the retail price on Ivy the Kiwi for DS? Twenty bucks. Is it a thirty dollar game? Okay. Because you're getting half the game for a quarter of the yeah, price. I guess. Yeah, but I mean, if, that, you, that's why if you enjoy I don't, it. I don't think I care to get 100 levels of Ivy the Kiwi. I'd rather just get 50. Yep. Right on. Um, the next game is Datamine from Enjoy Gaming Limited. It's 500 points. And it's like the game Buster Brothers, if anyone's ever played it. Um, oh, oh, fuck yeah. yes. You control a robot who has to clean up computer data, which is in bubble form for some reason. And you like shoot lines at it. I've never actually played a Buster Brothers game. I take it, Zach, you have. You you shoot a line up, and a big bubble bursts into two smaller bubbles, and they burst into two smaller bubbles, and eventually you're do- you're dead because there's a million bubbles bouncing around the stage, but it's very cool. fun. Um, Swear to God. five bucks, so if you're into that, it might be worth it. Um, and the last DSiWare game of the day is GG Series Superhero Ogre from Genterprise for 200 points. It's a side-scrolling beat-em-up where you're a superhero ogre. Actually, it doesn't look that bad. I remember that we had uh, high hopes for the last GG series game that came out, that Ninja one. Yeah. I don't know if anyone remembers it, that side-scrolling. I, I, I remember, I, remember, I, remember, I, I never played it. Yeah, well, neither did I, but yeah. Yeah, maybe, cool. maybe we'll have to try one of these one of these days. Maybe. Um, and the last title of the week is for Virtual Console. It's Fatal Fury 3 Road to the Final Victory. From, it was originally on the Neo Geo back in 1995, and it's 900 points. It's a fighting game. It's the fourth in the series. You can jump between like the foreground and the background. Dear Neo Geo, cut to the chase and release King of Fighters like 99. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of all these bullshit in between nonsense. Stop releasing well, games from like 93. And start releasing games from like 98, 99, because those are the fighters that everyone loves. King of Fighters 98, I played a ton of that. Well, you know, you know, Andy, you can buy that on the uh, King of Fighters collection, like War of the Rose or something. I forget what the fuck the subtitle is, but it has like eight King of Fighters games on it. I have it. Well, for starters... They're all exactly the same. <laughs> starters, I ain't got no time to put no retail disc in no Wii. Uh, <laughs> and second, secondly, I don't want eight King of Fighters games. 
I want one. I want the best one. Stop <laughs> fucking around. What are they? They're up to like 95 or 96 or something. Fighters. Yeah, yeah start, I think it started in 94. Yeah. I think that one's already yeah, 94. out. And then they did 95, and then they did 96, and then they did 97, and then they did 98, and I played that one a lot. And then they did 99, I think that well, one... Well, no, no, I mean, like, on Virtual Console, I think 94 and 95 oh. and maybe 96 Yeah, I think a few there. of them are on mm-hmm. Virtual Console, yeah. 95 is out, and I've been tempted to pick it up, but I know eventually they're probably going to put out 96 or 97. Well, it's like, I had, I had a friend of mine who got the first Street Fighter 2 game that, uh, that came out oh, on Virtual God. Console, and then, like, Fucking yeah. three more that are way the fuck better came out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man. Like within weeks. Yeah. Well, it's like all the Fatal Fury and Art of Fighting games are is the precursor to King of Fighters. I don't want those yeah. games. I like King of Fighters for the uh, excellent sprite work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's sure why like that. people like Neo Geo games, to be honest. You like it for the boobs. Okay, though. I was going to ask. Yeah. Right, yes, that's King what we're getting at. King of Fighters 98 is a good fighter. Like, there's a reason they made Capcom versus versus SNK, because those later SNK fighting games were really good, yeah. and a lot of people really liked I've always them. wanted to play mm-hmm. that. I had uh, Capcom versus SNK 2, I think, for Dreamcast. It was like probably the last thing I ever I had. I didn't even Dreamcast know they had two or That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe maybe just two. There might be, like, like game, I mean. you know, Alpha five six. I think they even made. Didn't they make Capcom versus SNK and SNK versus Capcom? Like each of them developed I one. I think so. I think they did. I don't know. My, my history yeah, like, that yeah, yeah. I think those games kind of had two versions. I know they're doing that for Tekken versus Street Fighter coming up. Yeah, I think they did the same thing with SNK mm-hmm. and Capcom because the games do play somewhat. Yeah, they they tend like to play more like the one but... uh, that corresponds to whoever's developing it, like their normal franchise. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's even a there's a character in the Street Fighter series, uh, Dan. That's a parody right. of the characters from SNK. Yep. He's the guy. Hilarious. He's the guy in the pink yep. robe, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Good times. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, that just about does it for uh, episode 28 of the NWR newscast. Uh, we've been together about a year, Zach and Zach and Andy. More than a year. <laughs> yep. Ah. Uh. <laughs> all sentimental up in here, and I'm gonna cry, and I can't cry because I have a cold. <laughs> yeah, I think we did I, our. Uh, I, uh, I want to say we did our first our first show on like. Um, let's see if I can pull up a calendar, but I think it was it was October 2009. I want to say it was like the 14th, published on the 16th, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so yeah, we've Spam. we've been That's doing we've, we've been doing biweekly. We we had our we had our one year anniversary a couple months ago, but that was like the the actual anniversary of the yeah. show, which then promptly took like a three month break. Hey. Um, but we've been doing it bi-weekly <laughs> now for, for right around a year. Yes, you did. You and, uh, you and Nick and, and, and Luke. Um, and then Zach was on the last episode with me and Nick. Oh yeah. I don't even remember uh, that. <laughs> oh man. Here. And then I was born. Yeah. <laughs> After that episode, the... Zach and I got pretty drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Oh, man. To Alaska. And then it became like Junior, yeah. you see. Yeah. And Andy was, uh, Andy was, um, oh, I forget the actor's name. We can cut this, right? <laughs> um, don't oh, yeah. Yeah. Short Absolutely. guy. The really short guy. Video. Don't worry about a thing, Zach. That guy, On my yeah. first episode, uh, I got really during drunk it. during it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, I, I was, I I was there, that, yeah. sir. <laughs> 
No, no, no. I just remember you being like, yeah, I finished the six-pack. I was like, oh, shit, that explains, <laughs> I, that explains Happy Birthday, Mark. I had Mark. finished, like, eight by, at that point <laughs> because I was on two podcasts day, two podcasts that day, and it was, a, like, both of them the first time I was podcasting. How long have you been doing this? What, like, maybe? five, what, like, six, of... maybe? Um, maybe? Since no. pretty much, like, right Thank after you joined staff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's been at Happy least birthday, like Mart. seven Happy birthday, Mart. Happy birthday, Mart will be your anniversary. Yeah, yeah, whenever the anniversary of Happy Birthday, Mart is. We'll have to celebrate every year. Sure. We should game club that shit. I'll, I'll play Happy Birthday, Mart again on that day and get just fantastically <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, we, should, we should all get drunk one time. And play Happy Birthday, Mart. Yeah. Or or just before like on air, yeah, sure. Well, that that's how I because uh, we have that review copy of Kids Bop Dance Party. Yeah, that's uh, I was hanging out with my friends, oh, we were getting drunk, and it was just like kind of like, so guys, I kind of have to play this game. <laughs> no one else is biting on it. Let's play some Kids Bop. So <laughs> got really drunk <laughs> oh. and played Kids Bop. It's basically just just dance, but with kids songs. I hate kids. Or, it's Bob. not even kids songs. It's the kids rendition of songs. And they have shit like Disturbia, Thriller. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, paparazzi! That's every paparazzi every child's favorite song. Oh my god! Uh, what else do they have? Forget. That's true. What ten year old isn't going around singing paparazzi yeah. in school? No, I'm your biggest fan. Actually, Are you guys that might thriller? be true. Yeah. They don't. Know, yeah, if you were born be, before nine uh, uh, after 1995, you don't know what thriller yeah. is. Dude, you know what's scary? I go to work now and I, I enter some of the new hires at my job into our mm -hmm. computer system. And it really freaks me out when I see people who are younger than me. Like, born in 1985, I'm like, shit, Dude, I, I am old. Dude, I was 89. 88. Oh, 89. Jesus you guys, you guys. You know all you guys start with the word uh, with 80-something? Yeah, not so much. <laughs> I was born in 79, FYI. Wow, wow you're... 10 so years my older than me. That's a yep. decade. Wait, wait, wait. What, Do you know what happened what, what, in a whole what, decade? What? What month? January. Me? January? Okay. So, not quite a decade, because I'm December, so it's basically like nine years in like, in like a month. Still, man, crap. You know how many presidential terms that is? <laughs> you know how many like complete runs of like sweet-ass television shows. It's like three complete runs of Arrested Development, man. Oh, don't you know tease me, man. When, oh. when, uh, when VH1 I'm, was no, it's, running it's not the in the 80s, Andy was all like, I was there. Oh. The difference between me and everyone else on staff is that you all joined this shit while you were in college, and I waited until like seven years after. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. I was out of college when I joined this shit. What, like you really? How, how old are you, Zach? I am 28 next month. Alright, me and you, you me, Zach, we're... we're, we're Almost the same. I think you're, Lindy's you're the same age as my wife, sir. Lindy's the only whoa. Lindy's the only person on staff that's older than yeah. me. I think maybe wow. pale. Old. Maybe pale. I think Pale's I think pale's, pale's, pale. I think might be thirty. Uh, yeah, I'm great. thirty. I'll be yeah. thirty-one in about a couple months. You're like you're like a year oh, older God. than my brother, Andy. Almost to the to the day because my brother's December eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Speaking of pale, maybe I'll get banned hero in the mail maybe. one of these days. Hmm. Are you getting that giant ass box? Supposedly. Shipping it up by, via caribou. Yeah, All I right, think that's actually what they do. All right. 
I am going to yeah, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Get so off this Andy call so I can get some more water. Take his break. Okay. Um, Bye, Andy. Enjoy. So oh, well, that's right. We actually uh, have to end the show, huh? We will talk to you in two weeks. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can email us at newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. Um, yeah, uh, stay after the credits to hear the uh, the game club on Shantae Risky's Revenge. I keep on wanting to say Shantae Risky's Revenge. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I keep. I, 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 I want to I want to put out a challenge to our listeners. If we can get up to 20 followers on Twitter, I will update our Twitter. Ooh. Right. Can we do it? And what is our Twitter? Can we do it? An enticing proposal. Uh, Twitter.com slash NWR Newscast. Right. You can tell. Cause we... I, think, I think the most recent update is editing episode 24 or something oh, like crap, that. Oh, crap, Andy. Give, give me a, the if password. If we get a million followers, I'll name my baby Megatron. Andy, Fantastic. give me the password, and I will just Twitter about Minecraft all day. Fantastic. Oh, Jesus. I don't know what the password is, but I'll, I will look I it up. I think it's actually I think it's, Mega Man. I think it's tied to Zach's email because mine was taken. Oh, I think it's a Blah. reference. I think. The oh, you're right. Is like, Blah. Blah. why are That's we totally saying this? <laughs> <laughs> I think the password is. <laughs> yeah. All I think right. that's the end of the show, or sometime before Zach said that. <laughs> <laughs> actually. Yep. Andy, when you edit that, just put the vomit grunt noise over it. Blech. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right. Before see, Andy see dies. See everybody next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. I don't know what's going on, Duda. Duda. Somebody's called Rock Ball the Duda. I'm lost now. Drew's online. Call and then holy shit. I have to stop recording what I want. Ah, wonders of technology. Hi, and welcome to Game Club. Uh, it's been a while since we did one of these, and it's a special occasion because on DSiWare, it's our first DSiWare Game Club, it's uh, Shantae Risky's Revenge. It's available for. 1,200 Nintendo DSi points, um, and it's made by WayForward, who they've made a boy in his blob, the original Shantae, um, done some recent stuff like Galactic Tazball and Batman the Brave and the Bold for both Wii and DS. Um, Shantae originated as a Game Boy Color game in about, what was it, 2002, Zach? 2002, yeah. Yeah, so two years after, or a year or almost, so after the Game Boy. Almost a year after the Game Boy Color yeah, so kind of. it kind of got lost in the shuffle because Game Boy Advance was out. It would be like releasing a GameCube game a year after the Wii came out, which right. would be stupid. Um, but yeah, uh, Zach, I know you've played the original Shantae. Nate, have you played it at all? Um, I think I played a couple hours of it way back in the, the day, and I didn't really care for it. <gasps> yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I I never really played it. I actually I got the ROM um, the same time that Zach did. I guess this was last fall. Played yeah. a little bit of it, but then I, I kind of got I was very busy as it was the fall. And it's hard to There's play a on a keyboard. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I couldn't really get a grip on. But Zach, you played the original Shantae, so I guess run us through what that game was. It was a uh, kind of Metroidvania game. But not as complicated. Not the worlds aren't nearly as complicated. They're largely left to right affairs. Um, but 
you'd get these animal transformations, which you could kind of liken to Samus's upgrades. They give you new abilities to get farther into the world and find, you know, heart containers. Um, uh, and and in between each world were these little towns, like Scuttletown or Watertown, um, where you could save and buy items. And uh, really, that's the whole game. Okay. Um, well, then I guess I'll just oh, move right on. things with her hair, which is awesome. Yes. And Shantae Risky's Revenge is the sequel to that. Um, the game was originally supposed to come out on Game Boy Advance, or at least some form of it was going to be on Game Boy Advance, yep. called Shantae Advance, but that never got off the ground. Wasn't there and, a Shantae GameCube in the works at some yes, point? Yes, there yeah, was. So, yeah. It was yeah. that as well. This, so, basically, way forward, this has kind of been a pet project by them. I think it's uh, Matt Bozon, yep. um, mm-hmm. one of the guys over at Way Forward who... I think created the character Shantae and everyone over there seemed to love it and there was a big cult following for the game and finally DSiWare reared its head as a, an avenue to release this game after you know Game Boy Advance failed, GameCube failed. So um, the DSiWare version finally came out after about a year of delays mm-hmm. um, and Shantae Risky's Revenge is the sequel that we have been waiting for or at least some people have been waiting for for about eight years now. Um and I guess what are our first impressions on this game? What, what do we think about how how the game how the game looks visually? How, or Zach, how do you think it's improved from the original game? In terms of visual style? Yes. Well, it's oh my gosh, WayForward knows how to make a sprite, man. Yes, and they, they do. know how to make backgrounds that are colorful and and you know imaginative and and oh my gosh, this game looks good. You know, and, and it. I mean, it looks, I, I love. It looks good, but it looks very similar to the Game Boy Color game. Is that a good mm-hmm. thing or a bad it's thing? It's a very good thing. It retains the the basic, you know, the, the basic characterizations, and uh, more stylistic. Yeah, more stylistic, of course. More better graphics, but right. Yeah, it's almost like the jump up from from Mario Three on the NES to. The Mario, Mario All Stars version. Oh, okay. Yeah, not Mario World. That game looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really going to disagree with you. I love Mario World, but the graphics are definitely really weird. Yeah. But I mean, I think the game looks visually stunning. Um, like it's it's probably some of the best 2D animation I've, I've seen in a very long time. Maybe yeah. since Batman: Brave and the Bold for DS, which is also made by Way Forward. But this one seems like there was a lot more effort put into it. Um. And just the way everything animates every character, the one thing that does kind of weird me out, and I know Nate's right here with me on this one, is yep. how how many uh, I guess little girl cleavage there is in this game. Yeah. Because you see, Shantae's got a got a rack that's bouncing up and down. The uh, the villain, the uh, risky and... risky boots, has got her rack always moving around, and every every animation, even just like the standard like just have a text thing up there and just let the screen go. Like there's just little boobs shaking around. Yeah, or, or you, you uh, crouch and she's shaking her butt shaking around. Her yeah, that was, that was in the Game Boy Color game, though. I oh, must that say. makes it great. Um, um, have you ever let Shantae just stand there for a while and see if she does anything? Actually, I haven't. She, she adjusts her top after. About oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of funny, but it's just like it's a little weird. See, I wonder how it is there. that Neil and I hadn't taken the time to just sit and stare at the sprite, <laughs> and yet Zach had. Oh, uh, yeah, it's very that was an that accident, though. I swear to God, it was uh-huh. an accident. I was eating something at the uh-huh. time and forgot mm-hmm. to pause. Yeah, whatever. It. Uh-huh. So you decide to have a little, you know, mealtime entertainment. That's right. Sit the DS down. Hey, I can watch this. 
<laughs> who needs TV? And who needs TV or the computer? Uh, but um, so how about uh, well, how far have we all gotten in the game? Hold I know on, Zach, hold on. you hold on. You, I will agree. Okay. Although I disagree about the the boobage because okay, I won't disagree. There's a lot of boobage. Um, there are only yeah, two, two boobage things that weirded me out. One was the mermaid enemies, which are topless and oh yeah, topless and bouncy. And the other one are the statues that you find in the temples <laughs> of the completely topless dancing dancers. How the did that weird you out? Well, it was the game's rated E. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I'm just wondering why did that tip the scale for me, basically? <laughs> <laughs> well, because because it's it's rated E, but uh -huh. at least Shantae has a bra on, but these these statues don't have anything on. I don't think they have nipples, but they've you're right, got Zach. Nothing. It's an outrage. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Maybe they'll patch it. Doubt it. All right. Um, I can so see any any, so any last thoughts about the graphics well before we move videos. on to the to the game very very col colorful and it yeah, looks great on an xl i can I imagine even on the dsi yeah. screen it looks gorgeous yeah mm -hmm. i don't uh, i think the map is shitty yeah oh um, most definitely yes um getting on to that i guess i guess let's talk about uh that like the gameplay and, and how everything works with that how do you guys like um like the the combat mechanics of the the magic and using your your hair as your basic attack the hair's fine, um, but I wish one of her power-ups let you, like, do double the damage. Yeah, yeah, that's the one yeah. thing, because it, it does get monotonous over time, where it's like every enemy takes two hits. Like, it's, yeah. it's very hard to, like, just kind of, like, rock through an area, yeah, unless, whole, unless you spam magic or like, you just run through. It ends up feeling like the start of Castlevania, when you're, yeah. <clears throat> when you're running around with the right. short sword, yeah. and it just never changes. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't feel like hair. there's a lot of evolution with the combat. Like, no, it's always not. the same. Okay, the hair, you can whip the hair a little faster. Um, well, the, magic, helpful, the magic yeah. attacks are nice. Yeah. Only a few of them um, are really useful. Yeah. I mean, I had fun, although as I got later in the game, I kind of stopped using it. The, uh, what is it, the pike ball or whatever, the thing that, like, yeah. circles around you. I used that early on, and then I ended up just using the fireball. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah, I think the magic attacks are really good, but I don't think it really ever evolves. And, no, no. And, I mean, okay, it's a downloadable game, it's a five-hour game, but I wish the, the combat evolved in some kind of degree. I, I really think the real evolution comes in with all the character transformations. Yeah. I find, I find myself enjoying those more. Yeah. And th those play more into the Metroid-y aspect of the game. Yeah, like right. uh, there's the monkey, there's the elephant. Mm -hmm. um, I've I've not beaten the game. Is there any more? Are there any more transformations other than Mermaid. that? Yeah, those are the only two I know. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, where um, how, is the mermaid? Like right at the end of it, or? Yeah, it's the last thing you get. You you basically get it. You get it in the third dungeon, and then you subsequently use it to get into Risky's uh, hideout. Oh, okay, okay, that that's actually really cool. But um, you, you yeah, I I, I have. Jams too. Okay, cool. Um, because there's the the monkey that you turn into a little monkey, and then you can you know jump and climb up walls. But then there's some walls that you can't climb up, and then you can move over around by later on in the game. Um, it's required to get this actually, and I I found that out quite recently when I was playing the game earlier today. That then I had to go search around and use the game's fucking awful map. 
to yeah. figure out, try to figure out where the hell I had to go to find the monkey power up. Um, and that that power up's like the monkey can then it's the monkey bullets and he can you know dash from one side to the other and stuff like that. And then the, and then there's the has a second power up too. It can stomp. Yeah. And the, and the elephant has can... a second power up too. Mm. Yep. But I mean the transformations are really cool and I love like just fucking shit up with the elephant. Um, and the the monkey's really cool as well. I do wish that the you know, the animal transformations are not all that useful outside of those little bonus caves that you find. Yeah. And, and yeah. the dungeons. I kind of wish that the game had more of an organic Metroid-y feel to it. Yeah, you know, it feels actually, very I segmented. That, I find that I use the monkey power a lot, um, especially in areas where the platforming's really tight. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not really concerned with killing everything. I just want to get through. I'll yep. usually use the monkey, especially if I have to hit a small platform. Although, right. while we're talking about that, has, did anyone have the trouble where it's really hard to get Shantae to, like, grip on to, like, ropes or chains or whatever to move oh, up and down? chains are tough, yeah. The, the... It's just, like, it's just annoying. Like, she doesn't, like, stick to him. It's like you have to, like, hold a button down to grab it. Yeah. You have to, like, hold, down. like, I found myself just holding up, and then I'd have to just, I would automatically just go up the chain because I just didn't want to fall down, and I had too much trouble with that. Yeah, no, it's it's the the chain thing is the is the. I most, didn't really have you know. any trouble with that. I don't know if that's just because I naturally just held up for the whole thing. It was that Could a be, problem, yeah. like yeah. I I had yeah. I I also you know what I ran into a bug. Um, you guys, if you guys haven't beaten the game, I'm no, not, I have. I'm not gonna ruin it for anybody. But the last boss is very similar to the first boss. You know, what, the little squid? No, before the squid. Risky's boat. Oh, okay. Oh. You fight kind of an upgraded version of Risky's boat. and Thanks for not spoiling anything. You bet. No, no problem. Um, <laughs> that's not the last boss, though. It's, it's kind of an easy fight. But there okay. were times where the boat would expose its weak point in the second fight, and you'd attack it, and nothing would happen. Ooh. Yeah. That sucks. It does. Is it just because it was a really specific hitbox, or nope. was it just oh, didn't man. register? That's the worst. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, I found <laughs> I found the boss design for the most part to be kind of interesting. Like one of those yeah. big boss was cool. I didn't like how the second dungeon. It was just kind of like, oh, it's just uh, it's a, just yeah, run through. It's like a gauntlet. Like the I battle wish tower, was... right? Battle yeah, tower, yeah. Right? I I did not like the battle tower. I thought that was really. I thought that was like cheaping out in the way of like you know yeah. the beginning of Wind Waker or the first half of Wind Waker. I felt cheated when it was like, wait a minute, there's no third dungeon. He's just gonna give me the fucking thing. What the <laughs> hell, guy? Like that's what I felt I, like when I, I realized really that was the second dungeon. I got really far and I died, and it was you know it was just what is this Etrian Odyssey? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and I got I, I realized as I went through it again that I was like right near the fucking top. Too. I didn't like uh, yeah, that. It I think time. I was too. The timing was yeah. annoying to me. I didn't that's, have an issue. That's why I died. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, because of the time. And and like we mentioned, you know, the comet just isn't interesting enough to warrant a long series of kill yeah. rooms. But like the platforming is really fun, and when they oh, have yeah. that, like it, it. But the, it's so segmented that like the dungeons are really cool, but then the overworld's bland, and then the secret caves are kind of cool. But there's no way to know what secret caves you went through and what you've already did. been to. Yeah, really. I, oh, I wish God. there was some way to mark that, whether there was like a Wind Waker marking of the map, or even just more of a guided thing where it was even like, just all right, where they are. Yeah. yeah. 
even like where it's they just are, a crap yeah, shoot. Like I don't really have any urge to go back and and you know seek everything out. Where you know right. the game like Super Metroid or even the early like the early Metroid games where it's not spelled after you like Metroid Other M is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least like in, I, in Super Metroid there was a dot that showed you where shit was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I wish there was that, and the and I guess let's let's just go on to the the map, which uh, you you get Lack it early on in the game, and that the map is just awful. Like it kind of tells you an approximation of where you are. It gives you a hint in of where you in relation to where everything you, else. Really? Yeah, it's just it's just really right. it doesn't give it, you it any details. Just goes out the window when you yeah, go in a cave. Yeah. The the one part that connected the starting uh, area via a cave, like the, in the desert. Right. Yeah, let you kind of go awful. towards, and then there were separate exits, and it's just where do I exit to go to this spot on the map? Yeah. I have yeah. no idea, because I'm just, just a little so blip on a square. And it took me, it, you know, it is a five-hour game, but it took me an additional almost two hours to go through the entire world, every cave, every dungeon again to find all the jam. Yeah. And see, I I just wasn't motivated I will not do to that. do that at all. And and because you should. And you should not be. You should not be, because you don't get shit for doing that. Okay. But, like, I, I got stuck in the beginning. Like, I was wandering around. Like, I was having fun kind of just fucking around in the world. But I just yeah. couldn't figure out where the game wanted me to go. Oh, it would be like, oh, go is. over here. And then right. I was like, all right, I'm here. It's because you have to talk with that one guy, and he's like, maybe you should go look for your zombie friend. She should be at yeah. the end of the forest. And then But then the end of the around. forest is hard to find because you have to take a specific path. Right. And I do path. really like That's... how that how that forest is set up where they have like you're going like they have the different layers. I um, actually like, like that. It's cool when you it's find that, you know, because it's very yeah. underutilized though. There's only the two yeah. sections. Yeah, there's only that, the town and that and area. the town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fine. And I mean, it's a cool mechanic and I think that that's part of the problem is the first time you have to find something specific, you're thrown into an area that's completely layered. Yeah, I wish that was, like, the right. second or third area that we went yeah, to. Like, I feel yeah. like it would have been better to go to the desert first. But that's not where Roddy Tops lives, and that's where you have to go first. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and the other thing I, I'll say I didn't like about the beginning of the game is, you know, for the first probably half hour, um, you're kind of fetch questing. Yeah. And yeah. And then it drops that, and it, it becomes a, it doesn't totally drop it, but it's not nearly as important. And then at the very end of the game, you're given, like, two fetch quests in a row. I, I must admit, I was really worried when I, you know, when I found out, like, oh, there's someone's dog or whatever. But I got lucky, and I didn't find the girl that needed the dog um, first. So I was lucky oh, enough to yeah. stumble upon the fetch quest in, like, the optimal order. Yeah. yeah. But I was worried that I was going to get more I of stumbled upon it in the wrong order. I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're, you're like, oh, wait, but why do I even need to get food from you? Is it a power-up, or do I need it to get right. into a dungeon or something? Yeah. You know. I yeah, mean, I guess really had, spelled you, out. had you not been to the dungeon and, like, clicked on it and gotten that little hint, you would have no idea yeah. what the motivation would be for, you know, helping that girl out. And you may not have found Roddy Tops and made the connection. Hmm. Yeah. The more I talk about this game, the more things are uh, popping out at me. But it's and fun. You're having you're movies. having fun most of the time. I. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's a it's a great game. I mean, there's definitely issues, and I feel like 
it is it's a little rough around the edges but the experience is, is still just a lot yeah. of fun and i mean it's mm-hmm. not like it's, a, it's not like you know it's an overly long game like no uh, I, I think right now i'm i might be nearing three hours and i just got to the third dungeon so. uh, yeah i'm around oh, where wow. you are neil and you know what they're not asking that much for it though and it, it feels yeah. right it's the... it's totally it's totally worth twelve dollars. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I may have taken this out of the review, but uh, you did make the thing about how you said in your initial chapter of the review about how it's a bargain for twice the price. And oh, I totally agree with that. Oh, okay, I did. Okay, really? cool. I don't think I, it is. I think it would have been a perfectly fine retail release. I would have bought. I it. think if, if it was a twenty dollar game, it would have been perfectly right, yeah, fine. Thirty dollars, yeah. I would have felt a little ripped off. It's like the it's like Batman: The Brave and the Bold, where. Except for I think this is this is better than Batman Brave and the Bold. And I think Batman Brave and the Bold is really fucking good. But oh, Batman totally Brave and the Bold was about bucks, yeah. three or four hours. I would have paid twenty bucks for that game. I mean, I got the review copy for it, but I don't think I right. would have been too happy about a thirty dollar purchase for this game. But it's still really good. I, I think I wouldn't be game, that upset. I think they did a fantastic job, and yeah. it provides a lot of. But there's a lot of room to grow for the next game. Yeah, it definitely yeah. seems like a sampling of sorts. Yeah, the, almost, the whole game world feels, seems yeah, very condensed. Feels, yeah, it does. That's, that's and a you good get way to put you it. get to the dungeons very quickly. You know, there's not a lot of overworld stuff, and everything seems sort of brief and compacted. Yeah. Now, but, for for com- okay, you finish. No, go ahead. Um, Zach, for comparison, how long was the Game Boy Color game? Uh, you know, it was about the same. Okay. Maybe a little. But longer. weren't there weren't there multiple towns? Yes, but you really just save your game. That doesn't and, necessarily and add. Do items yeah, okay. there. And, and there's still like like three dungeons or something about that. It's something I don't there. recall how many how many dungeons there are. I've never I've never beat the the original game. <gasps> oh, okay. I know I'm gonna get to it. <gasps> I know. Uh, <gasps> um, but I think I think if they I would like to see them release the original on the 3DS Virtual Console. Oh, that would that would be that would be great, yeah. And I think that would make a lot of sense, and I think it would sell very well. And maybe, maybe you know, the sales of this game will be good, and it will encourage um, maybe some other publisher to pick a, the contact way forward and maybe try to get a full-on retail sequel to it. Yeah. I would, I would, I, think I would love that. It, I or think just, that's what it needs. I think the whole yeah. interface, the 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 package that the game is in. I mean, you know, not the physical packaging, feels a little rushed. Yeah. You know, like the map, the the menus don't. You know, yeah. There's no. Like there's definitely or whatever. It, it lacks a lot of polish, but it's still mm-hmm. a very good. It's like very good groundwork. It needs someone to yeah. come in and be like, "All right, guys, you need to you need to clean up that and do that and make this map actually fucking functional." Like yeah. it's it's clear that most of the effort went into the graphics and music. The music yeah. is phenomenal. Music, the, the music's really music's cool. Music's great. You it know, fits perfectly although, with like the Arabian theme of everything. And as it, it, good it, as they did with the uh, the in-game graphics, I think the character art's just terrible. I actually Not, like the character art. Well, the, that's because you like little the ones during dialogue scenes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Really, I think the old guy just looks like a lazy like. And oh your yeah, friend he doesn't looks look kinda, so great. Your but, friend looks like an idiot. Um, you mean Roddy Tops? I do. I do like. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. The the dude in the starting town. Oh, the dude, yeah. Well, the yeah. the artist is clearly uh, predisposed to drawing pretty women. Well, yeah. no, he doesn't even draw pretty women. He draws like fifteen year olds that look like they're half <laughs> cat and purple. But you know, I guess we all have our own. Yeah, taste. I'm not sure why she has purple skin. That's a little weird. Or why she looks like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> 
round. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like, um, I mean, there's definitely a little, like, kind of learning curve almost in how to get around in the game. Mm-hmm. And they do kind of, like, if you talk to people, it helps out a lot. And I do like how they have, it's like, go to one of these three people and they will tell you what you have to do next. And I yeah. like that because there would be a point where, like, I would go and be like, all right, I don't know where the fuck to go. And then I just go to the town, talk to one of those three people. But it's kind of hard to get to that point. Like, there needed to be a, a, a stronger yeah. way to be like, yo, uh, go over there. Instead of, like, being like, all right, if you hunt out and talk to this person, then we'll tell you that you have to talk to this person. And then you'll find out where you have to go. And and really, that was probably just an artificial extension of the game. But yeah. It, I guess they felt like they needed that. Yeah. You know, it does feel, feel kind of like the game is... Uh, well, I think you're right, Nate. It feels condensed because you go from when it you really does you get yeah. a power from a dungeon and you you literally use that power to get to the next dungeon. Yeah, you know, and then I mean, there's very little aside from those silly caves, which are frustrating. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they do no force you to look for the uh, the elephant stomp and the uh, the the monkey bullet to right. get to and, the third dungeon. And those dungeon. are just yeah. used to get to the next dungeon. Well, yeah. and I, I think uh, one negative aspect of condensing the game, I mean, obviously it helps make it a more uh, fitting candidate for a download release, but it the transition from area to area feels so artificial. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm just running through this desert town. Oh, I'm now in a lush forest. Yeah. And there's no, you know, there's no And they between. are all separated by Scuttletown. Well, and they're, yeah. and they're all uh, individual. Oh, they're not individual screens, but um, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really weird, that sort of an awkward transition. I do like the little teleporting things. There's a lot of humor in the game, too. Like, just how, there how is. the boss... There is a lot of self-referential the... stuff. Yeah. I, I, have, I, like... I have found myself laughing during the game. Yeah, it yeah it's it's pretty funny. chuckle-worthy. And I yeah. do like how they have, like, the zombies are like, yeah, we need some coffee, because if we don't have coffee, then we're just gonna be like, our brains. <laughs> so, some of the jokes feel a little... A little oh, forced. We had to make this joke here because it's you know, gamers are playing this game. This is a gamers game. Let's make a joke that gamers like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I th- again, I throw that in the Cthulhu and Scribble Knots pile. But, you <laughs> right. know, there, there's you know surprising, uh, you know the amount of boobage in this game reminds me of that. Uh, as it all comes back to those it two does. things. Does remember the Azuma or Izumi? Uh, Game Boy roguelikes the, or, or DS roguelikes? Yeah, the, the ninja ones or yeah, whatever. The, the Legend of, of the ninja something. Or something. Guardians of Gahul. Yeah. Um, well, you know that's a game with a lot of boobage and mm-hmm. and half the dialogue in that game was about or sort of about the character's boobs. And I was happy that Way Forward didn't go that route with the dialogue here. Yep. They easily mm. could have turned it into a very Campy. You're right, Zach. They were very tasteful. <laughs> Just throughout the whole thing. It was nothing but class. Nothing but class, sir. <laughs> With that half-dressed genie. Oh, God. Right. You know what this reminds me of? Um, I got the Etrian Odyssey 3 art book uh, shipped, <laughs> shipped with the... With what, the game. Was this and one of I'm, Atlas's You Can't Help But Get the Special Editions? Yeah. Yeah, well, it was a pre-order bonus. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, whatever. 
but I was flipping through it just to see, okay, is this even worth it? And generally, I'm not that interested in art books. And there was a page that was showing all the characters from the game, and there's like this maid-type girl and an arrow pointing towards her chest <laughs> and the word huge. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, my uh, gosh. Yesterday, I got Trauma Team from Andy, and I opened yeah. up Dude, the box. so and... many boobs. <laughs> I opened up the box, and on the front cover of the instruction manual is that uh-huh. is that uh, the the woman who does the ambulance, and she's yeah, the shower shot. And the rack is basically falling out, oh. and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be that kind of. And game. Zach had a mini heart attack. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna he, like. I this thought you one. were gonna say a mini hard. Yeah. Oh well, that's always the case with Zach, right? <laughs> oh, what? Mini Zach. I think my wife might disagree. And yet it moves. Blam! All right, all right. I think. Uh, do we have anything else to shit say? Yeah. <laughs> Shay about Shantae. No, that's appropriate. I think we're done shitting. If you have a DSI yeah. or a DSI XL, you should buy it because it definitely. Yeah, no, it's it, it is awesome. Yeah, it's always and, I mean, easier to talk about what you don't like, but that's true. It should come through that it, it's a great experience. It's a fantastic platformer. The Metroidvania stuff's a little on the light side and a yeah, little clumsy, most clumsily yeah. implemented. Well, but it's and that, that's because it's a really fun a little, game. Uh, like it's rushing the player through a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But well, the, the for twelve dollars, it has more of that. It is the most expensive game on the DSi shop right now, but it's totally worth that. Well, and I expect while you're at it, coming out at that price, right? Yeah, I mean, well, Cave I Story would not. be worth it at twelve dollars. I like, I don't care. I'll, I, I'm gonna buy that game on DSiWare. But are they gonna be releasing these... the full WiiWare version or just like the main game? Well, I'm not really sure. The, the WiiWare version was the main game. Yeah, but it had all those extra yeah. molds. What? Really? Yeah, it yeah, did. It had... There was like a boss rush mode, um, and it no. had the curly brace mode, and yeah. it had the ability to play as the original with the original graphics and music. I have the music just running through my head. It's such good music in that game, too. It really is. It's great, yeah. Oh, I like the original score a little more. I haven't listened to that. I, I, I see where people I see where people are coming from with loving the original score, but we already did a game club about this game. That's what we did. I was for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Shantae is awesome, and Zach, by, by any chance... You got my flip champs, right? Yes. What? It's what hard, it's hard as hell. Yeah, I know. I know. I have it too, but it, I, I realized it was on my SD card, so it doesn't uh, read that I have it because it's not on my DSi at the time, and the, I haven't switched it over. The bonuses are nothing to get excited about. You just what, get like money. what did you get? You get okay. Money. You get one hundred, two hundred, or three hundred rupees, depending on how uh, complete you completed the game. I don't like that okay. exchange rate. Me neither. It, if if you've played the hell out of Mighty Flips Champs and you know, which amounts to repeatedly hitting your head against a wall. It's not, I like Mighty Flip Champs a lot. I it's mean, that's another hard. one with. Yeah, it's it's really hard, but I like the mechanic. I like the idea of it a lot. Yeah, and the idea of it's like fun. The yeah. in it. Shut up. But, <laughs> it's a hard game. Twenty dollars. Get get a twenty dollar card. Get that's Mighty Flip Champs that's and exactly Shantae. That's what I did. Good deal. Yeah. Or get Rummy All right. Um, and that's, that's, I think, all we got to say about Shantae Risky's Revenge. I think uh, all three of us can 
do nothing but highly recommend this game for you, despite talking about the bad things about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you have a DSi or DSi XL, totally get this game. Or if you plan on getting a 3DS, one of the first things that you should do when if the DSiWare shop is going to be there day one is just get this game because it's excellent. It is. Yep. Lots of boobs. Definitely the best game on the service. Yeah. I agree. Close second is Dark Void Zero. Uh, I wouldn't nah. go that far. I like the art style games, but th- th- then it's all personal preference. Yeah, art yeah. style. All right. All right. Well, um, thanks for uh, joining us for another game club, and see you guys next in two weeks on the regular episode of Newscast. Bye. Bye. Bye.